Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Slapperoony. The point of the show is this boomer guy named Carl sits down with a podcast and he takes about like a dozen mildly embarrassing clips of a show and then he plays them out of context. Then then he plays a bunch of Family Guy soundboard clips at the end of it. That sounds like great humor, great mm-hmm. content creation. Who are these podcasts? Hey! Who are these podcasts? It's showtime. W A T P. No. Stop. Listen. Yeah. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. You're never going to be a professional. Hello, bag slappers and cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The number one podcast in all of Detroit. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, host of the comedy at the Carlson cast, Vinny Paulina. Welcome back. Hey ho, let's go. Go to whoarethese.com, get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, and of course the link to our Patreon where you too can be a cousaroo or a bag slapper and support the show, getting a bonus episode every single month. We also encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comment section. I have not read reviews in months. We're going to remedy that today. Oh boy. I'm excited. We have a new segment, a new bit that we're going to do on the show. Before we get to that, and before we talk about Yakov Smirnoff with my buddy Opie, and before we talk about what's the latest with Stuttering John and the Anthony and Opie feud and Edgar talking about who are these podcasts, before we get to all of those things, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Minor Adventures with Topher Grace. It sounds terrible, but it's actually way better than the podcast Minor Adventures with Jeffrey Epstein. This was a suggestion that came in from Drew Lane. I liked the ending of the other one better. (laughs) (laughs) This is a suggestion that came in from Drew Lane. We have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a podcast hosted by Topher Grace from that 70s show. Some sidekick named Sam who sounds exactly like him. And the episode we listened to had a guest actress named Lauren Lapkus. So Vinny, did you listen to this specific episode that we're talking about. You know I did, Carl. That's why I'm not smiling. Okay, perfect. I didn't get too much into this Topher Gray show. Basically, the premise is this. He brings in a guest, and rather than just have a boring 
fun fest interview like a lot of these celebrities do. They play some kind of game. They go on this adventure together. Now, my thought was this. Yeah. Good on him for trying to come up with something. Agreed. Something original that not everybody is doing. Yeah. Until you closely analyze what he's doing and you realize it's exactly what they do on morning news all over the country. Right. There's a reason why no one else has adopted this format. It's terrible. Correct. So let me play you the setup. So they bring in this woman. They have a little friendly light banter for seven or eight minutes. And then they set up what's the meat of this episode. We are going to go adventuring into the world of slam poetry. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. So <laughs> so let me tell you something, That's Lauren. our best reaction we've had so yeah, far. Yeah, I love that reaction. Like, slam no. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. So we have Shihan Van Cleef. And let me tell you about Shihan. He's sitting okay. over there. He is the first and only poet to have a poem named Download of the Week on iTunes. He's a National Poetry Slam champion and four-time National Poetry Slam finalist. And and we're going to learn how to do it. We're going to actually do one ourselves and record one and put it out there. And and we're all going to be slam poets. Four-time finalist, one time he touched the gold, Carl. Good on Sheerhan. Can you fucking believe they got a professional slam poet? To be on this show. I wonder who his sponsors are. <laughs> I wonder, like, who he has to wear on his jacket as he does his yeah, slam right? poetry. Dictionary.com. Right. He's a professional slam poet. Okay. I I find the slam poetry thing to be slightly... I mean, I guess it's art. Poetry's been art since the dawn of time. Sure. Any asshole could write a poem. It couldn't... Look at any of the Valentine's Day cards I gave my mom through eighth grade. <laughs> You know, I have. Eddie, Eddie last time I was she showed me. I couldn't imagine something that's more cringy than people writing and then reciting a poem. And I guess that's what they're going for here is the cringe factor. But I don't find it entertaining in any single way. Well, you know, if it was cringeworthy that led to a payoff. Right. Then it's something completely different. Let's talk about this show's version of payoffs because there is no humor to be found despite a lot of laughter. I would prefer that you put a microphone up to a glass of milk. This is Topher Grace is very excited about there was a slam poetry bit done in the movie 22 Jump Street, which I believe is the sequel to 21 Jump Street. How clever is that? The quoting the sequel. Yes. Good. Good stuff. So he makes it be known that he was really excited about this one scene that featured slam poetry. Do you remember uh, Jonah Hill? This is my favorite joke from 22 Jump Street. When he goes, yelling, yelling is, he just like <laughs> yeah. says what he's doing, but it's yeah. in slam poetry. I love that story. <laughs> so this is what we're talking about. I think someone's angling for a part in 23rd Jump we're, Street. <laughs> we're talking about actors who just recite lines that have been written for them well. That's what their talent is. And now they're going to have a conversation about slam poetry. The first thing this guy thinks of, you ever see that movie where there's that part that's really funny? And it's not funny. Nope. It's just awkward. Nope. So they bring on this guy who is all into slam poetry. It's his fucking life. He's a champion. He's a champion for Christ's sake. Download of the week. And wow. Topher Grace asks him the same question. You ever see that part of that movie? Hey, before we get into it, another question. Did you see the slam poetry thing in 22 Jump Street? Because I think it's one of the best yes, jokes I did. of all time. Yes, I did. Did you it think funny. it was funny? Yeah. I did think it was funny. Yeah, I don't get offended, uh, at least not anymore. When I was young, when I first got right. into the scene, I'd get offended. But that actually is a good that. joke because like, this is what new people are like when they show up. They're horrible, right? 
He's not pretending to do that Chris Farley bit. He's literally doing it. Did no. you see that thing? Did you think it was funny? It was funny, right? I thought that was funny. What I found to be even stranger there was the actual answer. Well, I don't get offended by... What's to be offended by, you lunatic? <laughs> That's a good point. No, I thought that was fucked up. Jonah yeah. Hill is on my fucking list, man. Not cool. <laughs> Channing Tatum. What do you mean you're going to sit there and say that what we do is just talking loud and explaining what we're doing and rhyme? Let's talk about the fact that slam poetry sounds terrible. So they bring this guy on and they put him on the spot. Like, you're the best at this. Give us an example. And so this is the best this is what would be the peak of what you could do in the realm of slam poetry. You ready for this, Vinny? Strap in, kids. Strap in. Holy shit. Can you do a little something I was going to say, the yeah, best yeah. way, let's just have you do something first, and then we can learn how to do it, then you can teach us. And <laughs> oh, we'll you look nervous. Okay, this yeah. is good. Yeah, no, that, uh, okay. that, that's, uh, that's, that's scary, actually. Uh, uh, so but my it, mother tells me I have a gift when it comes to this writing stuff, but I'm left-handed, so I guess I write words with the wrong hands and the right message to the wrong people, and I swear I will talk myself to death if I don't find salvation soon, or at least two good ears, I will hear my problems, and forgive me, Lord, but I came to the realization early in life that I did not need religion to make me feel any worse about myself, but don't get me wrong. There we go. Oh, oh, I almost started crying. Let's end this right yeah, now. That, <laughs> I'm like, I have tears. Well, that was good. Right. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> she has tears though, Carl. She almost started crying. Uh, yes, it's uncomfortable. I get it. She wants to be anywhere else in the world at that time. I get it. But don't act like that moved you or touched you somehow. It was not impressive in any way. The point was just he's angry at religion. I don't understand what the point of it was. I think he's also left-handed. Yeah, so he has the devil in him. (laughs) The nuns used to hit him. This guy would be a lot of fun to hang out with. I'd love to get his take on society. I think he would because he doesn't get offended easily. Right, yeah. He thinks jokes are funny, so that's always good. Always like people like that. So this exercise that they go through on this show, Vinny, as you know, because you've listened to this, is they sit down and write their own slam poems. They certainly do, Am I saying this right? Slam poems? Is that what they're called? Uh, shit. You could just call they write their own shit. Do they ever describe what what a slam poem is? No, not at any point do they describe what consists. Like, if you were sitting down to write haikus, someone explained to you how it works. Right. This was just like, here's words, put them in each line, stupid. Actually, there is a point where he talks about the rules, because he's trying to help Topher with his poem. Okay. And he goes through the rules of slam poetry because I, you know, like you said, there's, there's haiku, there's, there's very specific rules, limericks, very specific rules to these things. Sure. So what are the rules to slam poetry? It's actually hard not to have it rhyme. You spent so much time in school well, doing bullshit. Well, the thing is, you can you can rhyme, but then it's fine even if you start with a rhyme and then it ends into something oh, else. Okay. Because what it, this is like the levels that you start fucking making up is that... You start with a rhyme, and you're now breaking out of the structure to have like the, the actual adventure. Because the am. last two lines, the last two lines don't rhyme. All right. So the rules are there are no rules, which is always good when you have an art form that you're doing. I understood. Do whatever you want. We'll call it slam poetry. I understood his poem better than I understood him explaining the rules <laughs> of the poetry. Right. What was it? He's not making up your own levels. Where does the word slam come from? What part? What part of this is slamming? It sounds like at some point they just tried to rebrand poetry. I think you're right. It's spoken word is what yeah. it is. It's spoken word with a fucking attitude, I guess. Is sure. that what it is? Sassy. It's a little sassy. A guy like me can't do it. Is that what the slam poetry thing is? I think you'd be marvelous. Wow, thanks, Vinny. Let's get into that fucking reassurance shit that goes on in the show. In oh, I feel positive after listening to this. Let's listen to Lauren's poem. 
So Warren writes, this is the game they play. He says, you're going to write down five lines. The first line has to have this word. The second line has to have this word. So he gives them five words that they have to work into their poem. All right. So there's, this is, it's, it's like an exercise that they do to learn how to do this. So this is Lauren's poem. And just listen to how amazed everyone is at the sheer genius that is Lauren's poem that she came up with in 32 seconds. Every morning I wake up hoping for an adventure but expecting the expected. Shadows of nightmares lingering in my eyelids. The safety of home surrounds me and I enter reality. The minor shifts it takes to remember what is true and what's imagined. The deep blueness within abates. See? Whoa. That shit, see, if I heard Whoa. that shit, I didn't know. I'd be like, oh, shit, she just did it. <laughs> wow. Blown just, away by that. That's, that's I so don't know. dumb. Well, I'm funny back tears. Did you hear the reaction to that? It's so fucking over the top. You know they're lying. They're besides themselves with how amazed they are at this poem she just read. I can relate. I woke up this morning too. You have eyelids? No fucking shit. So do I. Close them at nighttime. You do too? What does a Bates mean? They all just looked at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds smart. I don't know. So this is how I know for a fact that that poem sucked because they prove it right afterwards by telling her to read it backwards. So if you read it line by line in reverse order. All right, you want to hear it again? Start from the last line That's a cool way. There you go. Oh, shit. I'm kind of excited about that. The deep blueness within abates. The minor shifts it takes to remember what is true and what's imagined. The safety of home surrounds me and I enter reality. Shadows of nightmares lingering in my eyelids. Every morning I wake up hoping for an adventure but expecting the expected. Oh, damn, that's even better. That is better. So wait a second. She wrote this thing that's supposed to be emotional and heartfelt. And when she reversed the order, it was better. What other piece of art is better when it's the opposite of what you did the first time? What other that's art is there like that? That's an amazing point. What that's the fuck are we talking? Have you ever heard like a songwriter say, I wrote this song and then I decided to just do the opposite of that? Do you know what the most valuable lesson I ever learned in my life was? What's that? When I was like in seventh grade, I won a blue ribbon in an art contest. No shit. Yes. I Hold a blue- on a second. I think I have a drop for that. But I'll tell you that. Hold on. The yeah. reason what I painted, Carl, was I literally did like a Jackson Pollock before I had any idea who Jackson Pollock was. I threw paint at paper because I didn't care. Right. I did put no effort into this. Yeah. I threw shit. Next thing I know, it won a blue ribbon. It was just complete no effort garbage. Yeah. But yet people still, for some reason, line up and appreciate trash. That is the greatest lesson I've ever learned in my life. Thank you. Could it be, Vinny, that you just have a gift you have yet to explore. No! <laughs> I'm so untalented. You actually emailed me clips. Last time you were on the show, you showed up with an empty thumb drive. This time you emailed me clips. I have them on the board. Are there any from this show that we need to get into at this okay. time? Well, part of the things that I always like to basically critique is the hosting of the show. Yes. And part of what drove me nuts was this uh, Topher Grace. Yeah. Is a bowl of vanilla ice cream. Oh. Everything he does. <laughs> there isn't is, a sprinkle to be found. Not a sprinkle, not a cherry, not a drop <laughs> of that chocolate, sweet, sweet chocolate Jesus syrup. Christ. He's just, ha ha ha, this is great. Everything is great. Yeah. But then he goes into basically dad lecturing okay. at, at times where he'll say things like, uh, hit boomer one. All right. I'm older than you, but in my generation. The shit like that, he says. By the way. Two. I, I, because he's talking about his age and her age, I had to look it up. He's 41. She's 34. Yes. It's, it's not like, I listen, you kids, you don't even know what I went through. All right. Next one. 
like I'm the age, like the kids want it. Like he just talks like that through the whole thing. Like everything is going back and talking about the kids and this day. Is it because people know him as a teenager on a sitcom that he has to keep telling people that he's older than that now? It must be. Right? He must have some kind of there is a level issue. There is a level of self awareness. Okay. If you look up bad movies, he, right. he, he makes a good point. Lame. Oh, they did the wrong one. <laughs> you have someone else do this for you? No, I Ah. <laughs> no, but he basically says, I've been in a lot of bad movies. He knows. Yeah. He brings it up. I'm All proud right. of him for that. That's good. I'll give him credit. I think every actor says they're in bad movies because they want to distance themselves from a bad script or bad directing. But then as soon as somebody writes a great script for them and they win an award... All of a sudden, it's like, I'm an amazing act. It's, it, it works both ways. It's perfect. Okay, so you know how I work for a comedy club. I do. Okay. One of the things that drives me nuts about the comedy business, and most people who follow stand-up closely, is that there are celebrities who always try to hoard their way into stand-up. Stutter People who just yep. think they can do because they have a little bit of a name that they can do stand-up. Right. I'm going to give Topher Grace credit. I believe he was pitched doing stand-up. I think somebody may have pitched him because he made this one little comment. Uh understand up i'm gonna give him credit for this i'm really scared of doing stand-up and slam poetry sounds like the next worst thing so yes he says he says that stand-up is very scary to him so he hasn't done it i feel like somebody must have approached him at some point be like you know what you ought to do is you ought to just do stand-up and he settled on a podcast carl he had enough self-awareness to understand that no one's going to laugh at his jokes correct unless he gets lauren lapkus on his show as I'm about to play you an example, this is from the Friendly Banter to start the show. Oh, off. I've got two clips from her Friendly Banter. Listen to this retard giggle at every fucking utterance out of this guy's mouth. And try to count how many giggles there are just in this one clip. And by the way, it's going to sound like I sweetened it. I did not. It's going to sound like I pulled clips from multiple parts of the show, pulled them together. I did not. This is 40 seconds straight of this show, and it will drive you insane. Did yeah, let me just say hi to your brother and your folks because I can see what's going on. I one time said to my mom, you know, I think I'd do better as an actor if I said I had like an abusive childhood. And she, I like broke her heart. She was like, why would you say that? Like, I was like, it just, it would play better. Yeah, like, I'd be like, want to hear something. Out. My mom kept me in a closet for, by the way, she's listening to this podcast. So shout out to Pat Grace. Hello. And uh, she did not put me in a broom closet. She's a wonderful woman. It's your great. parents sound yeah, great. It worked out. It's fine. Your brother seems. Maybe I'm just gonna say a little withholding that you had to literally go to the blockbuster of his youth, Jurassic Park. Ah! I can't fucking take it. What the fuck is going on there? This is what you're talking about with vanilla ice cream. You have this person who's uncomfortably giggling at everything this guy's saying because none of it's interesting. Not even a little bit. Not even close to entertaining at all. Nope. Which is fine if you have someone over to your house and you greet them at the door. You don't have to have a fucking home run loaded up. But you're on a fucking show. How many times have you explained this to people? You're doing a show. She kind of tricked me out of the gate, too. This yeah. Lauren Lapkus. Because listening to her talk, he asked her, like, when you were a kid, who did you want to be like? Ah, yes. And uh, there's a clip I have there. Spade Y? That's the one. All right. <laughs> that's who did one. you... I had a feeling. Who did you want to be first when you were like, copying someone admire? else? Yeah. Um, I really, it, it's... I, I've like always said like David Spade was one of my favorite people ever and I just yeah. got to do a movie with him so I was so oh excited my God. yeah that's fantastic yeah and you don't admire David Spade you wanted to plug your movie but apart from that I'm okay. listening to this and I'm going David Spade Good catch. you know what Spade 
is kind of like a cool guy. Like, I mean, you go back and you think of Tommy Boy, the stuff he did with Farley, where he yes. just played that little shit. You kind of got to love David Spade. He's the reason why Eddie Murphy didn't do SNL until just this past month. It's true. It's I mean, David Spade's a little, little shithead. You got to love him. No. But hold on, I want to play something because I have a clip that goes right after that. I have one too. Oh, okay. Well, then I won't, I won't but, get in your way. No, 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 no. I don't want to mess up yours, but oh, you the got the chocolate. One? It is. Okay, all right. When she talks about how David Spade has influenced, yeah, influenced right. her sense of humor, I was so angry and disgusted after the sentence. And by the way, she is described as a comedian. I just want to throw that out there. She is an actress. And a comedian. Humor was just much more like biting, but now Whoa. I feel like. It's like, give me an example like, of you in high school. Like, I mean, I don't know, like making fun of people. I guess, like my, but my <laughs> friends. But I mean, it's like you know, like yeah. in a way where people are having fun. No one was like, "Fuck you, I hate you." That really hurt my feelings. Yeah. Oh, I had the same. Oh. I had the same clip, and it's so. Ugh. It takes everything out of you when you hear this person talk about how their sarcastic wit was great because it didn't hurt anyone's feelings. Oh, really? It was safe? Sounds like awesome sarcasm. I. <laughs> hey, nice shoes. <laughs> Little right elbow people? jab. Yeah, oh. like, oh, the worst. Fucking A. Now, let's be honest. She sounds like she was probably a cunt who ripped on people. But now she's pretending that, no, no, it was all in good fun. Everyone probably fucking hated she's her. She's frightened of being me too Right, <laughs> like, right. I mean, I would like her way better if she'd just come out. And say that she harassed people all through high school, because then we have something in common. But unfortunately, that's not what's going on here. Like, if she was that person, she would just be not giggling at Topher Grace. She'd be like, what are you talking about? Oh. She would just give him shit. It's, it's the worst. All right, I want to talk about their ad reads. Because it's, this, it's Topher and Sam. Like The ad reads are obviously recorded at a different time and then thrown into the show, right? So, I don't know who the Sam guy is, and I, I can't tell who's talking. But from time to time. You mean there's another dude? There is. It's, you wouldn't even know. It just it. sounded like it blended in. It did. So, here's an example of that. And I call this just read the copy because you can't improv. No one wants to hear your interesting tale on why you would support this sponsor. It's not interesting. First of all, I can't cook. So, my wife. Uh, by the way, I could probably handle this because it's so easy, but my wife is a very good cook and we get it delivered and she is cooking it. I mean, it's done within a couple minutes. It makes it feel like it's a whole kind of like a restaurant meal. And I feel like I'm in the movie of uh, some, you know, like a character that's got his shit together. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I like that. I like that. No, I'm feeling the same way. I'm actually feeling it's like a different person. There I'm is getting a different in the person. habit of eating vegetables because they're, they're right. That's right. Meals. That's what I mean. It's like you're having a full meal yeah. instead of like, Kind of that same meal that you like all the time that you can make. What the fuck are they even talking about? So this is an ad for... And my wife's a good cook. This is... And that uh, the food is good. And that I eat it. And I'll tell you, I feel successful. I had a vegetable and I felt like I was in a movie playing a guy <laughs> who eats vegetables. This is an ad read for frozen food, by the way. You warm it up in the microwave. I'm not joking. You warm it up in the microwave. This guy's like, I feel like an adult when I eat this shit. Like, you do? You shouldn't. Fucking cook food like an adult. What are you, you doing? You're like an astronaut, you dummy. Because, like, it's what it is. It's just My wife's a great cook. She puts it in the microwave. She rotates it halfway through. It's amazing. She does the thing where she takes it out and stirs it like they tell yes. you to on the box. Yeah, she only rips the uh, peel off a little bit, and then she takes out the rest of the way. 
She's got it all figured out. My kids are going to be big and strong. All right. At one point, though, early on in the show, I don't know if you caught this. There was a very edgy ad read, which seemed way out of place for what was going on in this show. So next time we do, oh, we're, next time we do a, an ad read for Com, uh, we'll talk about your experience. Did that, Hot. Did that sound like they're doing an ad read for Com to you? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to get yourself some blueprints of life. All over you. Like, I mean, what is the read here? It was for a thing called Com, C-A-L-M. Oh. And I don't think they pronounced it right on that one. Right. Okay. Let's talk about this idea that they're doing the slam poetry. Topher Grace reads his, and he's very unsure of himself and very uncomfortable. Most actors are very unsure of themselves traditionally. Yeah, well... He how, sh- he how many times be. after did he go, is it good? He should is be it good? very unsure of himself with this one. But this is what I think annoyed both you and I the most, is this fake, artificial, we're all in this together, we're all rooting for each other nonsense that is the opposite of interesting or entertaining to listen to. And they have to make him feel better immediately because he doesn't feel good about himself. Aw, it's okay, Tover. Spider-Man 3 wasn't that bad. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was, you stink. But I move around like an army brat, jumping from major chord to minor. But when I'm blue, I just pack up and move into the future. I didn't. I thought that was good. I think if you read it differently, <laughs> it would be great. I think if you had read it the way you ended those last couple yeah. lines, it would have sounded like a... Did you hear how the professional trailed off? I think if you would have read it, it would have... He couldn't even complete the sentence. And the way that Ward started off was by saying, I didn't dang. It was... uh..." Guys, it's fine. It sucks. I got to be honest with you. I'm trying to, like, figure out what that even means. But it sounds like he just, like, leaves his family behind. I don't know what that poem even meant. I don't think anybody And then I just move on when I get the blues. And then then the future. And it's like, well... Topher, you'll never be more famous than you were when you were on that 70s show. that's for sure. Let's not look at the future all that much. You might want to look at the past like Suttering John does. Listen, Captain Character Actor. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... This podcast ain't gonna do it. They go through this bit where they write their poems with those five words like I talked about. And they decide that we need to do something else to fill more time. Because they have more ad reads to get to. So they come up with another template. For writing slam poetry. Oh, so no, the no, other, there's another, the other there's way, way to do it. Yeah, so another, like just a template for writing a piece is just a they say, I say piece. So basically the first line is they say, you're not funny. I say, I'm the funniest man. Uh-huh. They say, and you just have just a, a stream of, of consciousness sort of yeah. thing. Or so like, they say, okay. I say, just go back and forth. Oh, and yeah. They say, I say, and you're good to go. All right, so you hear them, they start scribbling down their poems. All right, all right. They say, I say. Okay, 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 I got this. I call this clip. They say podcasting is a waste of time. <laughs> I say, eh. I say, eh, my Lord's coming over, and uh, we're going to write poems. I don't use this phrase loosely. I call this clip big oof. Okay. They say count your blessings. I say I can't count that high. They say you'll go far. I say I'm already gone so far you can't even see me anymore. They say live every day fully. I say if I was more alive then I'd be a ghost. They say you need to know yourself. I say I'm an expert in the field. They say you're not alone in this. Oh, they say you're not alone in this world. I say I'm not long for it anyway. Well, that's great. Wow. <laughs> nice. I got a little yeah. deep. That was deep. That was for great. Me, for me. <laughs> that was neither great nor deep. That was neither of those things. It so was you narcissistic would, if it was anything. You would think that after she read that, you'd go, 
okay, we might edit that out in post, but whatever, we'll move on and keep going. No, they come back and have her perform that same fucking poem at the end because apparently part of slam poetry is that, like you said, you have to have like some kind of fucking attitude or some nonsense. Yeah, it's just sassy. It's just, so here's her sassy. Just do that sassy. Yeah, here's her sassy performance. Ready? They say count your blessings. I say I can't count that high. They say you'll go far. I say I'm already gone so far you can't see me anymore. They say live every day fully. I say if I was any more alive, I'd be a ghost. Vinny, I don't want to. I don't even want to be here right now. I don't, I don't even want to look at you either. We both had <laughs> literally. We both had our head in our hands. Oh, oh that's. Uh, I really like the. Could you play it one more time for me, Carl? And look off, me in the eyes. It's off the board. Come on, play it's it off one, the board, No, buddy. play it one more time. Look me in the eyes when you play it. It's off the board. Oh, I want it one more time. I do have an ISO from this show, and I say I say this a lot. I say, oh, I'm going to use this in future WATPs, and then you never hear it again. This one's sticking on the board. Okay. It is like so barely a joke. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, this is great, too. For some reason, they're talking about the fact that you might be feeling things that you're not doing a great job of communicating. And this seems like a pretty basic concept, but this slam poem guy has a great metaphor to explain how to get your art out and across to people. One of my friends told me this thing one time where he asked me what I was thinking about it. And I go, yeah, in my head, it's like, and he goes, okay, pick a number between one and 10, right? Don't tell me what it is. Pick a number between one and 10. You have it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't. So it doesn't mean shit what's in your head. You have to get it out. And I was like, that makes so much fucking sense. If it's in my head and it never gets out, then it's just a fucking, no one knows. You needed that to understand the concept of people can't read your mind. You didn't understand that concept. Like people don't know what you're thinking. You know what this podcast was, Vinny, if I had to sum it up, middle school. You ever go to like uh, English class in middle school? You know I didn't. (laughs) Obviously not. You ever hear about it? Any of your friends tell you about what you missed? It's so uncomfortable. Tomorrow the assignment is you're going to write a poem that's emotional. It talks about your life and your story. And we're going to get up in front of class and read them. And then we're all going to fucking congratulate each other as if this is some fucking bold thing we're doing. This is a real show with adults. That's, by the way, the reason why we're reviewing this show. It's one of the top podcasts in iTunes. This is? Yes. This is why Drew Lane told us to listen to the show. What category is this under? Comedy! Oh, no. Vinny, this is what I'm saying to you. This is the problem that I'm running into is that you listen to a show like this and you go, okay, well, everyone has a podcast, whatever. Like, I could see this being under lifestyle. It might, it might be there, too. I don't like know. That. Oh, no, it's under comedy. Comedy. It's under comedy. Well, they do have, like, Anthony Jesselneck on and Nick Kroll, and there's episodes where there's people that I really admire. I was actually listening. Did you make me listen to this lady? <laughs> Slam poetry, dude. I was. I thought you'd come with some slam poems for us. Yeah. You know, your sassy attitude going. I'm so far gone. I'm already not here. <laughs> yeah. And Vinny's like, literally, like, no, literally, I'm, I'm not about here. to leave. <laughs> I really gotta go. Dude, this is like, they do spoken word open mics around town, and I've seen it. Yeah. It's not entertaining. No one goes to it. Right. It's not like it's even in a popular art form. Like, I don't know how you pick to spend your day doing this. You just reminded me of something. I just remind me to talk about this before the end of the show. Last night I went out with 
Twitch streamers. Is that what you would call it? People who are famous on Twitch. Sure. Traveling the country. Happened to be coming through Rochester last night. Okay. And I went out with them, and they were streaming our evening together for hours to their their Twitch viewers. Anyway, moving on. Oh, uh-huh. how interesting. One more thing that I want to play for you, and this is the way that doing slam poetry makes Lauren feel. Can I just say, though, I have this feeling like I, like I feel like I'm in school. And it's like this nervous energy within me that I don't feel in my day-to-day life that um, is like so vulnerable. All right. You know what that is? It's not being vulnerable. It's called embarrassment. It's (laughs) completely appropriate. You should feel very embarrassed to be on this show. She just passed him a note that said, do you like me with little boxes? (laughs) No, it just said, can I go? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Are we done now? Yeah. You're not going to air. The little note says, you're not going to air this, are you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she, I mean, good for all of you. Great job. You all did it. Congratulations. Who's the audience for this? I, I got to think that it's boring people. Yep. Right? Boring yep. people who need friends. Yep. People, someone who looked at the iTunes listing and was such a fan of Topher Grace's body of work yes. that they clicked on this. Yeah. That's who they are. The people who loved Win a Date with Ted Hamilton. And the only reason I know he was in that is because I IMD beat him. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you're like fucking Seamus level of podcasting. You could use IMDb. I am going to be releasing 14 podcasts about it this week. <laughs> I can't wait. All about my thoughts <laughs> on Topher Grace's role in Spider-Man 3. And I'll be streaming it on Twitch. Oh, good. Boy, that Twitch. You know what that is? That's reality TV without the editing. It's all Correct. it is. That's yeah. all it is. It's completely crazy. I was telling them about my podcast. The guy goes, I don't get it. It's not live. You edit it before you put it out. I'm like, well, yeah. Well, I want it to be good. You're like, thanks, Opie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. When's Opie going to have a Twitch stream? He pretty much does. Now he's going on YouTube live every fucking well, day. A lot of art to it. Do you have anything else you want to play to talk about the minor adventures? Or minor adventures with Topher Grace, I you should say. Uh, I had the one clip to sum it up. And if you want to hit bad movies again, this is my summation. Lame. That's it. <laughs> okay. That's it. Perfect. Sounds good. Let's move on because I have a lot of other things to get to. Lucky us. And the first thing that I have to get to right now is this. Opie. Radio show. We're going to listen to the radio show. On my radio show. Oh, he starts off talking about Jim and Anthony. Because as I documented last week. You sent me a text message this week that said, Opie has Yakov Shmirnov on as a guest. I did send you that. So I went and I listened to this episode. Yeah. In the first minute and 40 seconds, I was staring at a wall going, what the fuck? Did I just hear? All right, here is uh, the first minute and 40 seconds where Opie decides, because as usual, he's reading comments that are coming in in real time, hoping for a $5 donation on his super chat. And someone asks about Jim and Anthony and their response to his video from last week. I don't feel like uh, talking about that shit tonight. Just one comment and then Jimmy calls up Anthony. I gotta come over to compound me and we gotta beat him up for an hour. He said something about us. 
I'm on my way over now. Fuck, did those guys get triggered. It's a dumb, dumb, quick video from the beach where I made fun of myself, those guys, and what the show sounded like at the end. Next thing you know, Jimmy's calling Anthony. You hear this shit? I'm on my way over. And let's beat him up for an hour and a half. Boy, I hope he did not take that well, did he? He's not dealing with this very well. He is, though. Is he? Sure, I'll play devil's advocate here. Please they do. did an hour and a half. He did a minute 40. <laughs> you got so mad. I just saw your face. <laughs> Here's how I would break that down. Opie says, I put out a dumb video making fun of myself, and these guys decided to call each other up to do an hour about it. What Opie said was, I played Candy Crush live on my national Correct. radio show because my co-host was a racist and my other co-host had a personality disorder. Correct. He wasn't making fun of himself at all. He was calling out everyone else and saying that the reason why he was the worst host to ever exist on a show was completely the fault of the other two guys. So you know what those other two guys did? Because they still have an audience at a show. They responded to that. Huh. Ha! Huh. You don't say. But he only responded with a minute 40. Yep. That's... Don't you understand how that makes him in the right? I guess. Don't you understand that his flippant attitude toward it makes him cool? And by the don't way. Don't you understand? In, that... o- in Opie's mind, he put out that video and Jim and Anthony are like, you got to come on the show. We got to talk about this. When Anthony pulled that up, Jim had never seen it or heard it. Right. He goes, oh, did you see what Opie did? He's like, no, what the fuck's that guy doing? So they played the clip, and then they talked about it. And I wish Opie would have actually listened to what they said. Because what what Jimmy was trying to tell you, Opie, is to look inward to solve your problems. Look fucking inward for a second and determine if maybe it's you that's the problem from time to time. Carl, that's crazy. You know that Opie just said something on the beach just talking. Yeah. And these guys overreacted. Overreacted. He's making fun of himself. He's talking about Jimmy. Yeah, and whatever. Opie's completely in the right going, oh, they're going to go crazy because they're mad at Opie. Because, you know, he's very relevant. He's just very relevant. The only thing that makes Opie relevant is me, Anthony, and Jim talking about him. Otherwise, he wouldn't exist on this world. Anyway. What is he, like a fairy? Like if people say, I don't believe in Opie. He's right. like dropped dead. Yes, he just disappears. Oh, he ain't going away. Well, the Opie's trying going anywhere. I shouldn't, I shouldn't take credit for keeping Opie relevant. I am not the reason why he is by any means. But my buddy Mike Sappho, who was Opie's producer, been on the show a couple of times, was getting ghosted by Opie. And I felt bad about that. Because when E-Rock was on, he's like, yeah, I think uh, Opie's done with him because he came on WATP. I'm like, ah, that cost this guy his, his gig. He's a big fan of Opie's. So then when I heard this Yakov interview, now remember, the way that the Yakov Smirnov interview started was Opie was in the hotel hallway and surprised Yakov. Now, there's this video of this. Whole, it's on our subreddit. This whole episode gave me PTSD. Okay. Because I also had a terrible experience in a hotel room with a very famous comedian from the 80s that was half as interesting as this. Okay. But I had PTSD when I was like, come out into the hotel room. I was totally freaking out. I was like, no, don't do it. 
Uh, do you want to explain who this comedian was? Or? Uh, Gallagher. Oh, fuck, that's right. We talked about this. Yeah. Fucking Gallagher. Gallagher dragged me into his hotel room and read his poetry to me Holy for shit. two and a half hours. I stared at a clock for two and a half hours as he read his poetry to me. It's almost as if I set you up. Yeah, I mean, I was you triggered. listen to slam poetry and then talking to a washed up comedian in a hotel room. I'm sorry, dude. <sighs> At least I was getting paid when I was dealing with Gallagher. I am really sorry about that. Yeah, we do not pay our co-hosts a fucking no. penny on the show. I don't, I don't even cover your gas. Please. You gave me this flat Coke. How is that Coke? Is it all right? I've had worse. <laughs> all right. So I was really excited because in the video, you see that Opie's with another guy in the hallway and Yakov walks up. And then... what? Why is Opie just... Chilling out in a hotel. Oh, I'll get to that. Oh, there's a lot of there's a whole backstory to this. Okay, that's so what I need to know. They go into the hotel room, and Opie introduces Mike. All right, I'm back on plane. <laughs> I'm taking my coat off. This is Mike, by the way. He's my producer. That's Hi. Slam Pleasure Poetry. How are you? Nice to nice meet you. Nice to meet you. So he says, "This is Mike. He's my producer." And I heard that, and I immediately messaged my buddy Mike Sappho and said. Dude, you're back with Opie. Congrats. That's great. Because he hasn't been on a show in months. And Mike writes back. He's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean? You were just on the show. He's like, well, yeah, you guys will have a field day with this one. Because I haven't listened to it at this time. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, are you guys on the outs again? And Mike made it sound like he was trying to avoid Opie at this point. At the very end of the show... Mike reveals a text message that he got from Opie and sets it out loud to Yakov, and Opie is not happy about Oh, I this. heard it. This is great. Yeah, what's Hey, up? Mike, you around today? Podcast with Yakov Shmirnov. Creep me out because he wants to meet me in his hotel room. That's oh, exactly what he told me. No, he's making that up. Come on. <laughs> I wouldn't write that. All right. I wouldn't write that. I got to go, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, what's hey, up? Mike, you made a guy so uncomfortable he had to leave his own hotel room. <laughs> Fucking reads the text he got from Opie. Opie goes, you know that's a lie. You know he's, he's looking at his phone and reading it. What do you mean that's a lie? You think Mike's making this shit up off the cuff? And he also mentioned it multiple times in the interview. Yes. He made jokes about, oh, it's kind of creepy. It brought me to a hotel room. Oh, so Opie didn't even realize that he was dealing with the real Yakov Smirnov. Hey, Stevie, come on up to uh, 4003. Oh, and this is, by the way, Yakov has a, a buddy coming over. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to do the thing with Opie at noon, and Opie shows up hours late, and now it's infringing on other things that Yakov has to do. So this is him on the phone with the guy who just showed up to the hotel telling him where to go. And listen to how insecure Opie is with his life and his podcast. Hey, Stevie, come on up to uh, 4003. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm. He's. Yeah, I. I was hoping to see you at noon. I that's know, why I messed the whole thing yeah, up. Yeah, that's I, why I had. I more thought you time. were a troll account on Twitter. I didn't even really believe it was really you until maybe really uh, maybe two hours ago. Oh, I shit. thought I was getting set up. That's why I brought Mike. <laughs> so Mike had mentioned to me in our DM chat that I think Opie just used me because he needed someone who was living in the city who could respond to him. Mike was probably his fifth or sixth choice to come down and do this thing. But as he just made clear, Opie didn't even know if he was actually talking to Yakov Smirnov. You think Opie's, this up. Opie's been tricked? Do you oh, think yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you oh, think yeah. anybody's got him to show up? Oh, for sure. You know something? I, I would almost guarantee 
that you would create any type of fake Twitter account and fool Opie with it. Sounds like a challenge. Sounds like a fun thing to do. Sounds like sounds like a challenge. So Opie is talking about the fact that this guy is coming up. And when Yakov mentions this earlier in the interview, he says, by the way, at 430, I have a friend coming over. And Opie tries to make a joke out of it and quickly realizes that it's wildly inappropriate. I, I'm expecting a, uh, somebody coming here at 4.30, so that's why. Oh, do, you, yeah. do you need us out of here by 4.30 so, yeah. you, so you can get the chicken suit on? <laughs> no, 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 no chicken suit. Okay. But I, I, uh, I have a friend in, um, in Brooklyn who is not doing so well. Oh, I'm and sorry I wanna, to hear that. I was I trying to have fun, and now visit. it's awkward yeah. for no, everybody. It's all... Okay. So mm. he has a friend mm. who's in poor health. And so he says, I'm meeting up with someone. We have plans. We want to visit someone. So then this guy shows up. And you would think that Opie would realize that this is probably a sensitive subject. Right? No, I wouldn't think that. Of I've course not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so Opie embarrasses himself yet again when this guy shows up to the hotel room. You want to put Steve on the, the podcast too? I mean, Steve, this is, Steve this is, is turning into a party. Yes. He brought Steve. roses. I mean, yes. I, don't know, I don't know what's Steve. going on here. We're, we're, we're going... <laughs> Huh? We're going to Brooklyn to see my friend who's oh, not, not doing the, oh, well. Oh, you're not the sick No, friend. no, no, no. He's oh, a doc. God he's a it. doctor. You know who he's completely turned into? Who? He's turned into completely turned into Wheeze. He is Wheeze. That is that is That's Wheeze all day Wheeze long. That's a thing to do. The whole thing. That just I felt like I was listening to that show. Right. You're like Wheeze. Why would you think a sick person would show up to your hotel room? That's not how this but works not only at all. That, and it's not, got roses. And not quietly process it either. Right. That's the thing that I don't understand. It's like, who's this fucking asshole with roses? What are you, dying or something? He's like, no, we're going to go visit my friend who is dying in Brooklyn. And he just talks over the guy, explaining to him, yelling about how confused he is. Dude. I'm so confused. Opie, you're not even supposed to be there right now. You showed up hours late. And now you're fucking telling this guy who showed up with roses to go visit his sick friend. Oh, I thought you were the sicko. Oh, I'm an idiot. Like, what? what is wrong with you? Come on, Bobby. All right. I, I have a lot to get into. This, that whole interview yes. was nuts. Yes. All right, let's, let's get into it because it starts off. And I'm just going to say this one thing about Yakov. He is lying his fucking ass off. He's no fooling. He talks about how he became famous. He gave himself 10 days to become famous. After coming to America from the Ukraine, he went to the comedy store in LA. You ever heard of this place? Uh, no, can't say I've ever heard of the fame, world famous comedy yeah, store. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, he goes up and tries to do stand up. Mitzi sees something in him and says, I'll tell you what, come back tomorrow and just observe. Just see what the other stand ups are doing. This is the show that Yakov went to. Come back tomorrow and see a regular show. And then t- tell, talk to me. So I went, and the first person on stage, it was Monday night, was Robin Williams. Second, he just hit number one on, with Mork and Mindy. Yeah. Second thing was David Letterman. Oh, my Second, God. Uh, third person was Jay Leno. Oh, my then God. Then followed by Billy Crystal. And Richard Pryor closed the show. Bullshit! <laughs> I mean, it's, there's no fucking way that that happened. Uh, well, I don't think Richard Pryor was playing there, but I know Leto and Letterman played the comedy store all the time. Of course, but for that lineup to happen specifically, 
just for Yakov's sake. Yeah. There's just no fucking way well, that that's what happened. I'm just calling bullshit on All right. Liar, liar, pants on fire is what I'm saying. I'm just saying at that place, crazier things have happened. Fair enough. I think that... I, I think the crazy thing here is Mitzi Shore taking the time to tell the immigrant boy right. to come back and watch a free show. Right. <laughs> That's and, more of the shocking part. Well, I think that probably what's happened is Yakov's had a very interesting life and found a lot of fame in the 80s. And learned how to tell a story. And probably is changing things a little bit in his head. He's been on Carson and Letterman and maybe he's forgetting where he saw people and how that all went down. I do love when he's leading up to this story... And he just throws out the name of a television show that was popular back in the day. And fucking autistic Opie just has to start yelling out things he knows about the television show. Because this is what you do when you're an interviewer. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and the person who I was supposed to meet was um, Ted Bergman. Um, he was the executive producer of Tree's Company. Wow. Which was huge at that of time. Of course, right? Yeah. And John so, Ritter. Right. Yeah. And so he... Uh, Suzanne Summers. Uh-huh. <laughs> The Regal Beagle! <laughs> it's so funny because the even, other one, even Yakov is like, right, yeah, no, I know. We all know Three's Dot Company. Dots! <laughs> we all know Three's Company, right, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what I'm telling you is about the guy who created that show is Mr. Roper! <laughs> all right. This is a pretty funny nuclear joke, and this is what Yakov is known for. Is, you know, in Soviet Russia, we had it this way. You guys over here. What a country. What a country. So this, this, I think, is actually pretty funny. Russia was so much worse yeah. because you had it since the 50s. Yes. Uh, hiding under desks and, you know, all of that. Like, that would help you from nuclear attack. Sure. But that's, that's and, they, and they would tell us, if there is a nuclear attack, put the sheet over yourself and crawl slowly to near a cemetery. That's what, <laughs> that was their strategy. So we were on the same level there. Solid joke. That's a good joke, right? Yeah. I'm not so, gonna, I don't hate that at all. 52 seconds later, Opie, who just, he just said, remember they told you to climb under your desk? And Opie's like, yeah, yeah. Opie decides to tell his joke, which there is no punchline for. Yeah. And the funny thing is, how you talked about, you know, when they were threatening to blow up America with nuclear bombs and stuff, you know, the advice was to just crawl under your desk and everything will yeah. be fine. Yeah. Which exactly. I always found ridiculous. Yeah. Opie, are you even listening? <laughs> you're acknowledging things as if you're listening, but you're obviously not. He just said that and turned it into a joke with a good punchline. And Opie goes, you know what else is funny? They used to tell you to climb underneath your desk. The worst part about it is, you know how, in lieu of a punchline, it's like, I hate when people say, hey, you know, it's funny. When they add that in there, it's like, you're going to write your own punchline here. I'm right. just going to say something at you. Yeah, there is a punchline. He just said it. Right. <laughs> you fucking idiot. He, that oh. really is a wheeze thing to do, too. He There's a joke that Yakov does in this yeah. that goes right over Opie's oh, head. Oh, I have that. Oh, thank God. You ready for that? God bless you. This joke. This is great. It's a core joke, but it's a simple joke. And the fact that he didn't get it, I couldn't understand. I can't believe Opie, so they're talking about the fact that he got, Yakov Smirnov was booked to perform in front of Ronald Reagan in Washington, D.C. Yes. Here's the joke. And they said, we'd like you to come to Washington to perform in front of the Bushes. And I'm going, this would get me arrested. And they. Wait, why, why would you think that? Because it's funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're the first one who didn't get it, but that's okay. Let me do it again. Let me do this again.
I love you, how he points out, you're the first one. You're the first one to not this. get that joke. You even hear Mike Sappho laughing in the background, like, oh, but you fucking moron. Like, wait, why would you get arrested for performing in front of the Bushes that was the vice president? And later be, went on to be the... No, 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 no. So Bushes can be two things here. And Opie. here's the thing about Yaka. Fucking wordplay from a guy who... Barely knows English, and Opie can't keep up with it. And it's the A material. He's doing, like, material that he's done. He's like, you're the first person who hasn't gotten this. Like, he's legitimately shocked. Like, So, Opie pretends he's still reeling from the fact that he's got a friend coming over, and there's someone who's sick, and, he, and so he goes, oh, no, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I get that joke, I get jokes. I just, uh, you know, I'm still reeling from this thing. So then, Opie actually gets a joke, and has to take credit for it. Have you ever heard someone take credit for getting a joke? When you think about this, you know, if I bomb, that's one thing. Yeah. If he bombs, <laughs> it's another that's a girl. different, I, I get, different see, story. I, I got that you one. You got that one. So now Jakob's even making fun of him. Like, yeah, okay, you got the bomb joke. Okay, you didn't understand the bushes, but you get the bomb joke. Very good. Jakob Schmirnoff is making you look like an idiot. Yes. Wow. All right, here's more Opie taking credit for getting jokes. When things don't work, laughter is the first thing to go. Mm-hmm. Second thing is intimacy. Third is your house. <laughs> In that order. See, I only missed one joke, Yakov. I know, I one know. One joke. I'm, and I'm you... batting pretty well. He's batting? He, dude, I mean, he feels embarrassed by the fact that he didn't get that joke. So now it's always thinking of He's like, oh, that was a joke. Okay, no, no, I get, I get jokes. See, I got that one too. I get that it. was a good one, Yakov. Tell one. me more jokes. All right. Do let's... you have any of the clips of what Yakov is up to in 2020? Did it blow your mind when he started telling you what he's actually working on right now? It did. I didn't pull the clips. Do you want to talk about that? I just want to say that Yakov Shmirnov, if uh, you're looking to retire, yeah. he's opening up Yakov Towers in Branson, mm-hmm. where you could go to retire and die in Yakov Towers. And I almost pulled the clip where Opie tried to make a joke out of that. He's like, oh, it makes sense because they were dying of laughter and now they're dying. Which actually, I just delivered better than Opie did. did. No, I, was I said say, it's kind of funny. Better. Yeah, but that's what he's doing. He's not performing. He's like, money's in suckering old people. I just cut it. I'm just not even worried about doing a show anymore. Well, this is the craziest thing from this entire interview right here. So, Yakov's father passed away before his mother did, and they lived out in LA. And as we all know, Yakov Smirnov lives in Branson, Missouri. Yes, where he, he feeds dinner with real cloth napkins. <laughs> and magnets on the trays. And magnets on the trays to keep the food from falling off of your lap. Can I give Opie credit for playing old O&A clips in there? It was the best part of the show. He did, but not in front of Yakov. He put it in in post. Yes, he did. And then he played all the jokes that Anthony and Jimmy did about his dinner theater ad, which were all fantastic. God bless Jim Norton. The line, what restaurant has to advertise that the food doesn't fall off of the table was so good. <laughs> Uh, the, the, funniest go... ever, the funniest thing that ever happened on OP Radio is playing old o and shit. Yes, it is. It is. So he's in Branson. He decides to move his mom to Branson because his father has passed away. His mom misses his father's grave. Listen to this story. They can take a picture. So she's there for a year, and, and she's appreciative that Yakov did all this for her and closer to family and that. But she's missing her husband, who's in the ground in L.A. Mm-hmm. You know what Yakov does? Digs up his own father and brings him to Branson, Missouri for his mom. Who does that? Yeah. No permits. (laughs) (laughs) 
Me and friends do it ourselves. So, I, I hope that everyone understands what just happened. We are saying that Yaakov decided at his mom's request to dig up his dead father and transport him from L.A. to Branson, Missouri, and then rebury him. Yes. And Opie asks what is essentially the worst question ever asked on a podcast in the history of podcasting. There, like, yeah. How do you get that? Is that an easy thing to do to, to uh, uh, you know, dig up your dad and bring him to Branson? It's not easy. No! That's it's, why I haven't done it. It's most certainly not an easy thing to do, Opie. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. We'd all be digging <laughs> up our right dead parents. We'd go to a show. Whose grandma is this? We're going to move her. <laughs> Here we come, Branson. <laughs> what kind of fucking question is that? Nice is that thing. a difficult thing to do? What a... F- <laughs> <laughs> there were so many bad questions in this interview. Oh, and yeah. Let me tell you something. I interview comedians all the time. Yes. I would love to interview Yakov because the guy has seen some shit. But Opie doesn't get to anything interesting. Oh, no. Opie does that classic thing, and I appreciate your interview style. Thank you. Because you make it about the guest. Seems like it's a no-brainer, but so many people cannot fucking figure that out. I'm going to talk about Artie Lang in a minute because I've been listening to that guy's show. And he fucking talks over. Like, why even have guests on? I love you, Artie, but why are you just talking over people? Anyway. He's just bringing people over to tell him his coke scoring yes! stories. Yes! Yes! I ever tell you about the time? Like, yeah, I heard that on Stern when you were on Terrestrial. I heard Pink that on Stern right? when you were on Pink Sirius. Suit. I, yeah. All right. So this is Opie making it about Opie. So he's talking to Yakov, and he wants to know if Yakov knows that they had great bits when he was at ONA. We saw a commercial for your show in uh, Branson, Missouri, and did you did that make your radar, me and Anthony making fun of that whole thing? No. 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 I <laughs> mean, why would it? Do you guys watch a YouTube video and goof Do you think it? anyone, apart from people who work in the kitchen at Yakov's Dinner Adventure, anyone that would go there was a legitimate Opie and Anthony fan? No, of exactly course not. Right. It's a very different demographic. Right. Just, uh. All right. So this self-serving, is. Self-serving. This is great because Opie has terrible listening skills. He's not understanding what's going on. This is where Yakov is talking about how his career ended when the Soviet Russia, uh, Soviet Union Became Russia. You know what I just realized? What's that? You and Yakov both smirk a lot. We do. You both just grin like idiots. Uh, I know. I've been told this. All right. It comes through. All right. Anyway, as you know, the Berlin Wall came down. Soviet Union's wiped out. And now all of a sudden, this comedian who talks about in Soviet Russia is no longer relevant. So Opie's talking to him about that and laughs about it. And then listen to how Yakov responds to it. David Letterman had a top 10 list of things that will now change that the Soviet Union collapsed. Yeah. I made number one on the yes. list. Yakov Smirnov will be out of work. <laughs> yeah. And at first, I thought it was funny. Of course. Yeah. It wasn't six months later. No. I couldn't pay the mortgage on the, ha- on, the, on the house. We were living with two little kids. I mean, it was scary. Oh, but you know how this goes. Why would you crack up at that? Yeah, they were saying my career was over. He's like, ha ha, that's an amazing joke. But he, you had that non-compete money, right? <laughs> right? Like, did, you, did you sue Sirius XM? No, I just didn't have kids no, anymore. No, clubs stopped hiring me. <laughs> yeah, I'd have children to feed. It was actually a terrible time for me. And this sums up Opie right here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is because... I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. You are always uncomfortable. 
last clip that I want to play is Opie is a retard. And even Yakov talks to him like he's a mentally challenged boy. Listen to how Yakov talks to him right here. I went to Target and went grocery shopping for the entire house. Wow. I wasn't 100 Oh, big boy went to grocery. Wow. I mean, he's that sounds like he's a step away from just jingling keys at him, right. doesn't it? Yakov was talking about how he escaped a communist country, came to America, became uber famous overnight, and Opie goes, I went to Target and did grocery shopping for my family. There's one clip in there I can't believe you didn't pull. Okay, what's that? Where he goes, uh, where the opster says, uh, no editing for me. Yeah. You didn't cut that for your board? I didn't, because it's the same old shit. All right. It's the same, because, right, Opie, when he didn't get the joke and he embarrassed himself, Yakov goes, well, you can cut all this out. It's your show. And Opie goes, are you kidding me? Edit my show? (laughs) Come on. Am I going to get Mike Saville to do it? Like, who the fuck's going to do that kind of thing? The only reason he's here is to embarrass me in front of you. (laughs) You're not going to believe this, dude. And I can't believe this. This is a treat. None of this was recorded. Yakov Smirnov <laughs> is in the Discord right now. Yakov, are you there, buddy? I am here. Can you hear me? Yakov! Yakov! Oh. This is amazing. I want to hear about this whole adventure you had with our friend Greg Opie Hughes. How fun was that? Oh, he, he's a great, uh, great interviewer. Come into my room, make a mess. He make me late for for death of my friend. <laughs> A uh, real piece of work, this Opie. I, I I wish I know more about him before I do interview in hotel room with him. It was funny too because at one point Opie was uncomfortable being in a hotel room with just you and him. That's why he brought Mike Sappho. And you mentioned that there was never going to be any gay sex involved in this. And he was, you were kind of curious why Opie thought that might be the case. No, I don't. Uh, want to have intercourse with uh, with Opie, of course. Uh, but, you know, if I was going to have intercourse with somebody, it would be probably the Creamy Butters. Uh, from, <laughs> from, from the from Pod Squad? Show. Sure, that yes. makes perfect sense. Hey, uh, Yakov, where uh, exactly is your father now? Well, you know, it's funny you say, uh, but he's in the ground. Okay. okay. Yes, he's in the ground. I plant tree next to him. So, uh, so uh, on your so grounds gonna... of your property. I have a question. Yes. I have a question for you, Yakov. Is it difficult to dig up a dead person and move them halfway across the country? You know, it's really fucking difficult. Yes, <laughs> oh, no it's shit. really. Yes, I don't don't swear often, but fuck this guy, this this Opie. Yes. No shit, Sherlock! Oh my god. So I gotta understand how this whole thing came about because it sounds like you messaged Opie to be on his show. Did you know that his show is listened to by four people and two of them are me? Well, you know, I've fallen so far as a star. (laughs) You know, I'm... I'm not where I used to be, huh. you know, and it's it's good to to be asked to be on show. Uh, I'd be on your show on WATP, uh, but I like to, you know, be on show as much as possible because I'm not around in the in the spotlight much. Uh, but this Opie Hughes is 
a huge piece of shit. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he, he make me late for the death of my friend. I can't, you know, in Soviet Russia, you know, they, they hang, they hang you for this. Uh, for so, bad podcasting. So what you're saying is that Opie should be killed. Is that your summation? Well, yes. And then his body dug up and transported to another area. Preferably Branson, yes. Branson, Missouri, where I'm I am putting up new tower. Thank you, Vinny. You're welcome. For talking Mr. about smeared off. Yes. Yeah, why don't you plug your death tower there for all the listeners of WATP? Yes, Yakov Towers going up soon. Uh, going up on land right next to Dead Father. Uh, <laughs> it's next to hospital. He bragged uh, about that can... He did. He goes, he goes right yeah. next to the hospital. Like, how convenient. And then he goes, I'm very strategic thinker. He said it. <laughs> he said strategic. Yes, he did. <laughs> that is true. You know, they like magnet on tray for food at my place. They like magnet for tray on food at hospital, too. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, yes. Well, Yagov, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Anything else you want to tell us about your experience with Opie or your plans for the future? Plans for the future are the Yakov Tower. Yep. As I mentioned, uh, Opie can go put his penis in his old butthole. As far as I'm concerned, right. I did not care for the man. Uh, <laughs> and Vinny, Vinny, you're good. Have me on your show. You know, I'm I'm a <laughs> oh, comedian. Yeah. That's true. He could be on your show. I'm sorry. I, I'm busy. <laughs> Come meet the girls and cats. I have Rich out. Voss on again. Jesus <laughs> fuck. <laughs> sorry. All right. Well, you know, off. I've already reached out to Mark. I talked to him. He he go. I go over your head. Oh, I'll get on show. All right. He's okay. You good? Good. Good. Yeah, luck I've with got that. an inside track. It sounds like. That, yeah, I sure do. <laughs> all right. Sure do. Well, thanks for coming okay. on the show, Yakov. If you want to hang out in the Discord, uh, feel free. What a country. What a country. All right, go. See you. Well, that was a treat. I'm on Gallagher's website, and okay. he actually has a page called Poetry. Oh, boy. And there's a list of all of his poems here titled Cupid Pitt's Loverboy Versus the Earth. I Kicked Football. Obama's Final Thoughts, Gallagher's Bucket List, and Mr. Penguin, all available on GallagherSmash.com. Holy shit. If you'd like to find out what I sat there and listened to for two and a half hours while he stood there in a pair of gym shorts and a tank top and no shoes or socks. Oh, what a fucking disaster that guy is. I did get to see the hammer, though. Yeah. It was the in the filthy bathroom next to the toilet. Oh, Jesus Christ. What is he using it for? Is it a plunger? Too? I don't know what he was using it for, <laughs> but it was the strangest place I've ever been. Okay. All right. Let's talk about Artie Lang with Tim Sabian. You know who Tim Sabian is? Former uh, producer. Uh, worked at WJFK for a long time. Was a producer or a uh, program director. Out of Philadelphia. Yes. Philly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Don and Mike, he was producer for. Or, uh, Program director for them, for yep. ONA, for Howard Stern at uh, Sirius XM. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Tim Sabian. Tim Sabian was brought in for Howard's channels on Sirius back in 05 when he first went over there. He had Howard 100, Howard 101. Those channels started before Howard even was there. He was still on terrestrial radio. Tim Sabian was the guy they brought in to run those channels to make it successful. And I want to start off by, with Artie Lang, talking about how Tim had a move to New York for this job, his wife did not want him to do it. I have a question. Why did Tim Sa why is Tim Sabian hanging out with Artie? Did Artie like leave a box of shit at the office that still needed to be delivered? Why is he hanging out? <laughs> Artie's got Artie? a new show. Ugh. It's uh what is it called? Artie Lang's Halfway House? 
It's about right. Yeah. It's interesting. It's Mike Bichetti's on there again as his co-host. Really? Yeah. And he's got guests on every week. So this is the setup with uh, Tim Sabian. So I, I went up there and I was so fucking jacked and jazzed about what it was. My head wouldn't stop thinking about this, that, and the other thing. And, I, and my wife said to me at the time, she says, we'll do it for five years and we'll come home. And I'm like, okay. You know, so I get up there and it becomes encompassing. I'm literally sleeping on the floor in my it's, office. It's a lot of work. And, All right. So Tim Sabian is explaining that Howard reached out to him and asked him if he would do this. He decided to do it despite the fact his wife didn't want to move to New York. And he worked his balls off to make it successful. It's interesting. Artie also took naps on the floor. There. <laughs> yeah. So. His naps were between 6 and 11. Yeah. But, yeah. right, I, I get your point. So he goes on to talk about how he was let go from the show. And it starts with our friend Marcy Turk, who took over the channels and, and the Howard Stern show. Just be as honest as you want. I'll, to be. I'll tell you so, the so truth. What happened when when uh, when he decided to bring this Marcy and whatever? I, I was so like, Marcy Turk is someone yeah. who comes in. Howard reads this book, Getting Things Done. It's Place. almost like a cultish yeah. thing. Yeah, we had we had. And he hires this woman that's going to run his life basically. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and okay. I just I can't play. I, she's I not just, a comedy I, person. No. She's not I, a radio I, person. I can't do reindeer games. So she's it, almost, yeah, she's yeah, almost like yeah, a Rasputin, yeah, like someone who comes in gets Howard's Rasputin. attention. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like I, I don't know what the fuck happened there, but anyway, it's just it was enough. I had enough. It she was, seems like know, a con artist. It was total. So that's interesting because wow. there's been a lot said about Marcy Turk, but the fact that Artie says it's like Rasputin seems like a con artist. And this guy, who Tim Sabian is usually pretty much even keeled, he's not going to go out there and bash people. He's like, oh yeah, that's you know what would have made that clip interesting. What's that? If he already had let Tim speak, I know what 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 it are just, you doing? He asks questions and then just yells over the answer. Yeah, so that this, was not good. This was brought up to me by my friend Jeff, who told me I had to listen to this because. This is very interesting. Last week, we were playing Opie talking about Howard talking about Imus, and I was sticking up for Howard. Howard is a dirtbag piece of shit. Listen to Tim explain how he was let go from SiriusXM, or, or not from Sirius, but from Howard's channels. See, this is the Tim Sabian now. This is why I, I, I love talking to Timmy and having him on. He's not a guy who abandons you. He's a foxhole friend, bro. And, oh, no, and, and, I, I got also, your back. Yeah, you know, it's like if you... No, I know. And, and, and let me tell you something. He also calls you on your shit. But he's a man's man. You're the same type of guy. How do you find out you're not on the Stern show anymore? How did that end? What, 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 you get oh, a phone I went call? in to tell Howard that uh, ISIS, uh, my dad's dying. I'm going to take a leave. Well, did you clear? I work for the company, so I had to clear through the company first. Your dad's dying. Yeah. And he says, well, maybe we should just part company. Wow. Is well, that how it happened? Yeah. I, Tim, I never knew that. Yeah, that was harsh. It was that that. So you're sitting alone in a room in Howard's yeah. office, yeah, or whatever. At the, that hurt. And you say, "I need to leave absence because my dad's dying." Yeah. Okay. Right before that, he explains that he was getting a divorce because he stayed on longer than the five years that him and his wife agreed to. So his wife's leaving him. Both of his parents pass away. He goes to Howard and says, "Howard, I just need a little time off. My father's passed. I need to go." And Howard goes... Passing. Like, I want to go spend time with my dad before he's dead. Correct. My life is falling apart. I'd like to have some good memories. Correct. And Howard says, if you're not dedicated to the show, we don't need you here. Is that fucking crazy? And I know, like, Will Murray... It sounds right on brand for him, though. Will Murray has reached out to me. I know there's guys from the Stern Show who might be listening to this. Like, I'd, I'd love to hear... What your Does take Will Murray is on still that. work there? Yeah, he's a second producer. Over and there. he's reached out because he wants to tell stories. Uh, no, not because he wants to tell stories, but I, I know he listens to WATP from oh. time to time. But I, I'd love to know 
Like, how do you defend that? I was going to say, if Will Murray wanted to tell stories, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, like, no what shit. You, know what? you get bumped in a second. Are you right. kidding me? Carl, I pulled clips this time. I don't give a fuck, Vinny. You're not coming over. I got E-Rock again. <laughs> yeah, right. Douche. <laughs> so I just found that to be fascinating. That's really sad on, yeah. a, on a lot of levels. It's disheartening because, you know, you always knew that Howard is very, like, cold. And, like, yeah. just when you hear him talk about his parents and like his parents are, yep. you know he's a cold dude. You yep. know, like, there's not a lot of emotion there. Well, Tim Sabian even says him losing that gig the way he lost it, it took him months to recover from that. He, he I mean, obviously, his life was all falling apart, and then he lost because his gig. Because of the gig. Right. His wife, he lost his marriage. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. So what do we know about this Marcy Turk? Like, Dude, I know that Howard has brought her up, I think, twice on the air, and now you're not allowed to talk about it. In fact, what's the, what, what is it, Hansi? Who was the Hansi. Call- yeah, Hansi, who used to call in. Yeah. And he was the crazy guy who thought Howard was following him and watching him in his house and stuff. Robin's butt cheese. Yeah. Yeah, that guy, right? Um, was it that Hansi? Oh, are you thinking of Ham Hands Bill? Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. okay. I'm talking about Hansi Emron oh, uh, okay. Khan. Got it. Used to call into the show all the time. And then he called in and started talking about Marcy Turk. And he is banned now. He, they, they do not allow him to call into the show anymore. And he was a regular caller. So if people wanted to fuck with Howard Stern's show, the best thing to do is call in X Series and go, Marcy Turk's Rasputin, Marcy Turk's Rasputin. Yes. Yes. We need to talk about Marcy Turk because they act like she doesn't exist. And meanwhile, she's totally transformed the show into the show that's not for the audience that it used to be for. Okay, here's what you should do your next, like, premium episode on. Okay. You should literally just do as much research as you can into Marcy Turk. All right, yeah. That, and that's just what do I one episode to, to do that and just see what happens. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, all right. And see how quickly you die in your sleep of natural yeah, causes. shit. I don't think it's someone you want to fuck with. It seems, it seems it's a scary vibe. It is a scary vibe. Um, so there's another thing that I found out on this episode of Artie and Tim Sabian, and you're going to get more examples here of, of Artie just talking over Tim, but I never knew this. I don't know if they've talked about this before. Apparently, when Howard announced a year and a half before he finished his contract out on Terrestrial Radio, he announced he was going to go to Sirius. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the radio station had to figure out what they were going to do post-Howard Stern. Because not oh, only... Bop, bop. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. We all, we all know how this played out. <laughs> but hey, obviously, everybody. Not, only was, not only was he number one in New York, but he was syndicated across all these different markets where he had all these ratings. So this was not going to be an easy hole to fill. And apparently, Tim was tasked with putting an offer into Artie Lang, offering him his own show with Baba Booey producing it. Did you know that? Listen to this. Boy, Artie Lang show produced by Baba Booey. So they think we're going to defect. Tim has the awful job of, of, of bringing that offer to me. And then, uh, uh, now listen, I immediately said no. Gary immediately uh, said no. I don't give yep. a fuck about the money. I made a lot of money. Howard let me yep. do whatever I wanted. I loved Howard. First of all, if, it was, if, if Howard was giving me a buck a year, I wouldn't do that to him. And I, it's a bad career move anyway. Uh, but, Tim, so, so I get this I offer to fuck it. over Howard, and I have to somehow tell Howard. I don't know if I could have done it face-to-face. Uh, I'm leaving all this money and guaranteed money, by the way. It would have been $25 bucks if it, the show lasted a week. And, and then in their brilliant mind, they hired David Lee Roth. <laughs> so well, I think it's funny this is all coming up right around the time that we've been talking about David Lee Roth on this show. 
I just want to say, Artie is not a great decision maker. No, he definitely He's is not, not a great decision maker. <laughs> I don't think Artie needs more money. I don't think that's his problem in life. Uh, I think that's exactly his problem in you life do? right now. Yeah, I, I do think he needs some cash. I don't know about that. I think he just needs to stay sober. But, he, I mean, he, Artie makes money doing everything he does. He, he trips into money. That's true. He does get, like, a lot of work. Yeah, he was on crashing wildly out of his mind. Like, just on drugs the entire time with a co-starring role on an HBO show for three seasons. It's it's unreal what this guy has accomplished in his life with putting zero effort into it. Yeah, but 25 mil would have been good. 25 million for four years was the contract that was offered to do the Artie Lang show. Now, this makes sense because if you think about it, and we talked about this last week with Croge, the idea that you're going to lose Howard Stern, whoever fills that spot, people are going to hate. Yep. Because it's not Howard anymore. However, at that time, and you remember this, Artie was the most beloved figure on the Howard Stern show. You listened to Howard for Artie Lang. Correct. That's the only thing you wanted to hear was Artie I still tell li- stories. I still listen to 101 for hopefully dear right. Artie. Yeah. So if they would have replaced Howard with Artie, that could have worked. That's what they were thinking. It's a big what if, but it's a better possibility than David Lee Roth and Adam Carolla. And then they went to David Lee Roth, and Artie has a great joke here. They hire, after a nationwide search, to replace Howard Stern on the radio David Lee Roth. Oh, I got the and call. And they They're guarantee him $8 million. I, I, I'll, so, I'm like, okay, here's how crazy that is. If Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen and Alex Van Halen went to Howard Stern and said, we're touring the world for three years. You're the new lead singer of Van Halen, Howard Stern. That's less crazy yeah, let than me... making David Lee Roth. It's a great job. <laughs> He's not wrong. It's not wrong. Not wrong at all. Again, Tim Sabian trying to get a word in edgewise. This is a video on, on YouTube that I recommend everybody check out. It's it's If you're into Howard Stern and all that kind of shit, it's endlessly How fascinating. interesting. Speaking of interesting, we got to talk about my buddy. Nightmare, 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 the dance you just did to that. Mm-hmm. Was truly haunting. Yeah, you like Carl that? just straight danced in front of me. Oh, dude, that's that's some good tunage right there. So our friend Patrick Michael and I should back up because we have a lot of new listeners Todd? to the show. He's also known as Todd. Uh huh. He's also known as Patrick Michael, uh-huh. Seamus McKillian. When we say any of these names, we're talking about this guy specifically. <laughs> this guy gets on his show called After PM. And by the way, the podcast hitman, my buddy on Twitter. He had a big falling out. I tried to get him on the show today. He's, he wasn't able to make it. But he is not a fan of the podcast Hitman. What this guy does is feeds me timestamps and links to episodes of all the things that we need to be talking about. He I barely, is a Hitman. I barely get to any of it. Okay. There's so much to talk podcast about. Podcast Hitman, guy. I'm going to give you a bravo and a double yes. thumbs up. Agreed. That's from me to you, Pally. You're doing God's work. Totally agree. So on this specific episode... Patrick Michael has a bit of a meltdown, and it's about us. Oh, boy. It's about us specifically. You? Which you know I always enjoy. Whenever someone talks about us, I have to play it on the show. Yeah, you really are not capable of letting anything slide. Oh, oh no. Technically, Opie has more self-control when it comes to people talking about him than you do. Oh, way more self-control. He's never even brought me up on his show. It's amazing. Yeah, but you got to sit at his dinner table one night. Yes. (laughs) true poor kids know who you are oh my god could you imagine all right so he starts off by explaining the definition of insanity 
But it seems like I have people that listen to my shows that are just like, oh, it's terrible. Why do you keep listening then? Go, what? It's unproductive. That's that's the literal definition of insanity. Repeating the same actions, hoping for a different result. All right, so the guy who's putting out a terrible podcast on a daily basis. 30 under 30 different names. <laughs> under 30 different names. Can't get any traction. No one cares about it. It's explaining that doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for a different result is the definition of insanity. Well. It's surprising. I guess he's right. (laughs) (laughs) I think he nailed it. Yeah. I hope people can hear this because... That's the old broken clock analogy. It is. It really is. I hope people can hear the clips. The last time I tried to bring his clips on, people couldn't hear them. Is it because he records them in a fucking closet while babies are crying? He sounds like shit. So this is the guy. I get mixed signals from him. Because he once said, you can't review all my shows. As if he was challenging us to review all of his shows. And he also talked about how people don't like the show. I'll just put out so many shows that you can't avoid me. Oh, I remember. I'm going to have so many shows. It's just going to be everywhere all the time. And he's like, why would you listen to my show if you don't like it? Which is it? Did you want us to review your shows? Are you trying to get it? Are your shows out there? Or do you want no one to listen to them? Uh, he's a real, what's that fucking guy's name from American Idol? I can't remember now. The really famous pretty boy announcer. Oh, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, he thinks he's Ryan Seacrest. I'll yes. just be everywhere. Yeah, well, Ryan Seacrest is actually pulling that off. Yes, though. like that's literally the, the, what he's trying to do. He's like, well, if Seacrest could do it, I could be everywhere. By too. the way, you weren't talking about Brian Dunkelman. And the reason why I know that, he was also the co-host of No, Rick I am I talking about Brian Dunkelman. He's doing coffee shop tours all over the country with Stuttery John. Dude, did you see this? I have to I have to do a segue real quick. This the Prophet, the episode of The Prophet that he was on no. where, he talked, where he quit comedy. No. He's on a, he was on a national show literally weeks ago. Oh, no, really? It's A-Rod's show. Okay. Alex Rodriguez's show okay. on CNBC. They had Brian Dunkelman on talking about how terrible his life is and how he's driving an Uber. Yeah. Right now. Like, this was, like, in the last month. Oh, shit, I didn't hear about this because yeah. there's a brand new promoter that just put something out on Twitter. And it's Ron Jeremy hosting Stuttering John and Brian Dunkelman. It's this new tour God, that they're putting I hope together. He f- literally fucks them both on stage and people get to watch so listen to this this is amazing i've never seen anything like this before they announced this tour and they have these three headshots and they're like this is the the bill guess what the tour dates are you decide it's literally like send us an email and you can book us i'm not joking about this and so it has been brought up to me that we should pay whatever price that is and have a watp party and just invite all the listeners to come in and witness Stuttering John's headlining act finally in I'm person. I'm gritting like you right now because... Yeah. I, do you want to I, talk to there, Mark at the comedy someone, club? There's huh? someone I know that we can make this happen. Vinny literally went on his phone immediately and started texting the booker at the comedy club here in Rochester. I, I'm not, I'll send you the link after this. It's, it's unbelievable. Rod Jeremy. Rod Jeremy. Brian Dunkelman. So here's Stuttering the thing. John Here's the thing. Dunkelman's a good comic. Is he? Dunkelman's not a bad comic. Okay. That's why I was so shocked to see where he is. He's a veteran. I mean, he made a terrible career decision, but every time I've ever seen the guy perform, I thought he was good. Yeah. That's my opinion. I don't hate him as a comic. I was shocked that he hitched his wagon 
to fucking stuttering John, and then I wasn't shocked when I'm watching CNBC, <laughs> yeah, like, and then this. he's driving an Uber, <laughs> and A-Rod's trying to tell him how to get his life together, and A-Rod's like, listen, man, just steroids, <sighs> just do steroids. All it was right. unbelievable. <laughs> that was his advice? That's a, that's a no, good advice. No, it wasn't his advice, but... It's... Getting back to our friend Seamus McKillian. Who? So Patrick Michael Who? is talking about the fact that us making fun of him doesn't affect him in any way because of how secure he is in his art. When people are, are, are critical of the content you make or the things that you do and you're not comfortable with what you do, you're going to be you're going to feel weird about it. It's going to affect you in a specific way. I think he's talking about Opie right there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But he's excited that we're talking about him, and apparently we're a pretty big podcast. I don't know if he realized that. But I will say this. There was this, uh, I've been mentioned on this podcast a couple different times, I believe. A couple. I've never listened to them. I've never even checked into it. But sure. I've heard Sure. in my reviews, and that's, Pretty much all the only place I've heard, but uh, people left reviews strictly saying that they came to listen to my show because of this other show. And I don't know how they found me, but they definitely didn't like what I what I did. They didn't like my stand-up comedy. (laughs) They didn't like my podcast. And uh, I've never heard of them before, but apparently they're pretty big. Oh, I love it. I want a book. I love it. Him is the MC. He doesn't know how. We I found want... him. I'm pretty sure it was Jody B. of the Poe Boys. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Jody's uh, in Discord right now. And maybe it was Doug from Who's Right. But I don't know how we found him, but it was a match made in heaven, obviously. Certainly. I want to hire him to MC. Yes. I want Stuttering John. And I want. Uh, yeah, fuck Ron Jeremy. I admire his work. Yeah. Let's get another schmuck out there. Let's get Patrick Michael out there. Yeah, just don't drive through Gary, kid. All right. This is. So he talks about how. We're pretty big, and he explains how he knows this. Wouldn't it be great if we booked him, and then he just goes on and on? I have a booking for a comedy show. <laughs> he would just I'll be go traveling on. to Rochester, New York soon, everybody. Yeah. I, I wonder how little, appallingly small sum I could hire this kid for. Dude, your, your head is spinning right I wonder, now. like, You're how thinking much? through every scenario that you could possibly come no, up with to like, make if this I happen. Ca- if we contacted this kid yes. and go, hey... We want to book you. We heard your podcast. Mm-hmm. We want to book you to open for Stuttering John. Yep. We'll pay you a uh, hundred bucks. Would you come to Rochester? Do you think he would come to Rochester for a hundred bucks? If, if we covered his gas and a hotel, yeah, I think he would. Don't you? How long would it take him to make a hundred dollars podcasting? Like uh, thirty million years? He's never thought about making a hundred dollars no. podcasting. He's made tens of dollars. <laughs> Like, oh, d- definitely not. He makes three cents a download or, or something like that as the business oh, model. Oh, no. The Anchor FM business oh. model. <laughs> okay. I mean, it adds up. So we'll give you 50 bucks. Yeah. We'll cover your hotel. <laughs> All right. So he explains that we're a pretty big show. And this is how he knows that we're a pretty big show because he was watching Luis J. Gomez, which we've also documented on the show that he left a comment on a YouTube video underneath a real ass podcast video. Apparently, they're pretty big. Because they were mentioned on, uh, what is it, uh, the Real Ass Podcast, hosted by uh, Luis J. Gomez. And he was talking about how he got into it with these guys. And something about kidnapping the one guy's girlfriend, and apparently they're not even, uh, they broke up. I don't know, it's a really weird situation, but... So this guy doesn't get bits. He really thinks like <laughs> Luis J. Gomez is raping your wife yes! right now. He doesn't get fucking bits. He goes, yeah, there's this whole crazy backstory. He kidnapped the guy's girlfriend. She doesn't 
date him anymore. But anyway, uh, I would love to watch this asshole watch a soap opera. <laughs> like, I would love to see what goes through his. I can't believe he just murdered that person. He's definitely going to get busted for that. He didn't get busted for that. What? Is that his twin brother? <laughs> so like, he was never dead. This is unbelievable. Okay, twenty-five bucks. Holy shit! Twenty-five bucks in gas. This is. Uh, we made his day by the way. And I was so excited to hear this because I think there are some people who feel bad for this kid. He's not Opie. He's not Senator John. He's just, he's just this guy who is excited about rain in Indiana. So this is going to make everybody feel better. Us talking about him has made his day. Not only did they criticize the real ass podcast, but Louis J. Gomez and also me. How am I up there with that? I've never met these guys. I've never spoke to these guys, never heard of these guys. Mm. And somehow I'm getting critiqued by them, and they also critique stuff like Louis J. Gomez. I accept it. Awesome. Is that amazing? Well, the sun is really shining on your asshole today, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? There. Wow, that is the craziest special. logic I've ever heard in my life. It's like they make fun of good shows, therefore I have a good show. No, stupid. <laughs> No, stupid. <laughs> that's, how that, that's how that math works at all. Um, wow. All right. So he thinks that it's uh, pretty impressive that he was being judged. But the, to know that I was being judged by a podcast that seems to be pretty large, that's pretty impressive. But at the same time, I think they were talking about a podcast that I haven't done in a very long time. Chewed gum. Because, you know, I'm not because... into that shit. I'm not me. into being trolled. It's annoying. And I'm the type of person to talk back, <laughs> like defend myself. You're not just going to come in and talk shit to me and just let it go. If you're going to do that, leave a review. So this is, again, this guy is what constantly is contradicting himself. What did he just say? Did he just say, I haven't done the show because I don't like people giving me shit. Yes. But when people give me shit, I always talk back. Yes. But therefore, I've never done the show. Correct. So what I'm saying is complete horse shit. Correct. And he says, if you're going to do that shit, leave a review. And in a podcast that we talked about months ago, he said, don't fucking leave me a review, asshole. Go on social media and tell me what you think and let's fucking have it out. So this guy's all over the place. He doesn't understand what his own opinions are at all. He has no clue what he thinks. It's so confusing. But in he, a charming kind of way. He does talk about the fact that every artist deals with this kind of stuff. No one's, not everyone's going to get your art, right? Not even the greatest artist in history, even the greatest artist that exists today were criticized some of them were uh they were sent letters of death threats like you, you get what i'm saying those words were, were a little mixed up but you get what i'm saying they would get letters that actually said that they, that people want to kill you and it's crazy but that's the world we are in you have to be willing to accept it when you are an artist people are going to critique your things they're going to interpret it in a specific manner that is not so it's not your intentions all right so what are you sammy davis jr people every, are after you every artist gets criticized Vinny. it just comes with the territory what are you gonna do all right so seamus reminds us in this next clip who the show is for because it's obviously not for us it's for me and the people that like it okay that's what makes no sense to me why are people that don't like specific content or content creators or artists or whatever 
Why are those ones the ones that listen to your shit, or look at your shit, or observe your shit, or review your shit? It's like the last people that should be having an opinion about your things are the ones that aren't creating anything, or their stuff isn't up up to even your standards. All right, that last part is why I clipped that part. He said, the people who are critiquing his show, their shows aren't even up to his standards. Now, Vinny, you've pointed out from time to time that we don't have the highest quality podcast in the world. You don't say. And I know that your setup is quite professional, and you have a very nice studio where you put out a phenomenal show on a weekly basis. You're full of shit, but thank you. With that said, would you confess that perhaps our standards here are up to par with what Seamus is doing. Could you even hear what he just said through the fucking static? So no one touches you on production. That's the thing. <laughs> no one touches the, the amount of stuff that you take the time to do. You actually put a lot of work and effort into what you do. You don't it's sit called, in front of a microphone and spitball. It's called prepping. Right. It's called Which prep. is, in its way, yes. called creating. You are <laughs> right. creating something. I know. You're, oh, my it's God. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, I, I hate get it to do people, it for real, but that's but, just but fucking no, funny I just to me. hate that thing. Every time I hear someone c- mm. critique this show in particular, it's, yes. they don't create anything. They don't even have a show. All they do is talk about shows that are better than theirs. Like, what the fuck is that? And they use the term better know, every, every time. time. Every time. <laughs> if they had to listen to the podcast that I've had to listen to over the past four years, the word better would never come out of their mouths. Right. And you would think that you would actually learn something by now. You would think so. Yeah. You would think that Seamus would learn something by now. Like, there was a guy in our Discord who took one of Seamus's clips, quickly learned how to take noise out in Reaper mm-hmm. from a YouTube video. Yep. And put his clip out. You're hearing all this fucking noise. Very easy to get rid of. Very easy. Yep. This is a simple edit that you only have to apply once and the entire track will sound great. And this fucking numbnuts cannot figure out how to do that. Isn't it a shame that he's not listening right now not to get that tip? <laughs> he never <laughs> listened to that show. Shame? Hopefully somebody puts in his reviews this information. That's the only way he knows what we were talking about. I don't even know him. what the fuck name of his show are. I'll put it in there for him right now. It's impossible <laughs> to find this guy. All right. This is a clip that I want to play. With again, mixed messages galore. I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to communicate here. If you have your own podcast, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, oh, I'm going to go leave a, a fucking one star review for their show because I'm I'm uh, I'm one of those people that's seeking revenge. I'm holding a grudge because you know what? In reality, you don't even hardly exist. You exist for a small second, and then of course, you know, it drives me nuts for a few months. But at the same time. <laughs> But the reason I say that is because I just try to figure out how I could possibly say something back or find your social media and we can start a conversation because that's really how I feel like it should go. If these people are real adults or real humans and they really want to help you get better, they would come at you in a better fashion. They wouldn't just yell at you on a review and hope that someday you see it. He feels like he's like a kid who the adults have let down. Yes! Carl, you know he's just sitting in that closet with a picture of you in front of him with a burning candle as he just talks through all this stuff. But I don't know that because he's also excited that we're acknowledging his existence because nobody else is. The fact that we're talking about him and Louis J. Gomez knows who we are and Jim Florentine's been on the show, this to him is a victory. Right? So he's excited about this. But at the same time, he doesn't want to seek revenge. He doesn't care about that. We don't even exist. Well, Thank he, God he doesn't he's want thought to about revenge. it for months. Right. 
We don't exist at all except we thought about it, it for It bothers months. me for months. He doesn't want to seek revenge, though. He does want to have a conversation with us using social media. However, he blocked me. Even though I've never messaged him or tagged him in a tweet or anything. He blocked me. So I don't know how we're going to have a conversation on social media. I do exist. I do tweet. I look at my Twitter every day if you want to have a conversation. Do you exist, though, Carl? I don't know. As much as I can, I guess. I guess. What a fucking weirdo. All right, I got one more thing to play because I'm, I'm he proud of He hates you. He think, he's obsessed. He's obsessive thinking about this. When he says it bothers yeah. him for months, he's not kidding. I know. And he's everything he says. Again? We were happy for him. Everything that again. sounds like it's slightly rational yeah. is just a crazy person putting on a show. That is actually a brilliant point. Every time he says something, you go, well, right, that's how you should do it. That's what he thinks he should say. Yes. It's not what he thinks. Correct. And I'm no psychologist. That's a, that's a brilliant observation. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. He's sitting there giving you these mixed messages, but you know what the real message is. It's it bothered <laughs> him for months. It's almost as if you've understood the definition of insanity. Done it over and over again. All I know is that he feels very strongly about this. Don't tell me that you don't like my show, because that's absurd. <laughs> so, you're right, not allowed to criticize him. You're not allowed to tell him you don't like the show. Because if you don't like the show, you shouldn't even be listening. Well, Seamus, I will tell you that I don't love it. (laughs) (laughs) So I took that clip, and of course, as I do, I heard an opportunity to put that into a song. So I want to play this for you. Let me know what you think. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me... Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. All right. That's fun stuff. I liked it. Did you know that... It uh, wasn't as good as that, like, opening... Oh, when I was dancing around yeah, before. Yeah, that, that was catchy. That which you just played with shit. Yep. Right. He saw me grab my phone. You knew I was going to film you doing that shit. <laughs> you just fire. stopped immediately. And I was going to show up in the Discord as I'm looking at this. No, thank you. Oh, my God. The dance is the best part. It is It is pretty compelling. Like I said, I was hanging out with these Twitch streamers. And maybe I'm starting to realize I need to bring the entertainment to another level through video as well. If it were up to me, podcasts would never have video. No shit. That's why podcasts are great. I have a show with video. I have one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, good point. (laughs) I think it should not exist. Especially when you have fucking Rich Voss on. Who wants to look at that fucking asshole? And me. Me and Voss. Good point. Uh, It's some real eye candy. I'm just trying to say that, uh, yeah, Twitching Twitching is the weirdest fucking thing to me. I don't understand the culture at all. We went to the Dinosaur and then the Genesee Brew Pub and then Radio Social. And then. So you went to all the shitty tourist bars. That's cool. And then I left. These are all places I actually go to. Oh. And then I got out of there, and then they went to Playhouse. Yeah. And I came home and watched them at Playhouse. Why? Because it was like I had friends. Did you feel like you were missing out? <laughs> Dude, I, Did I you want to play who, skee-ball, too? I can't figure out who this is for. You're just watching people go out and have fun. It's Carl. It's, it's crazy. so crazy. The whole point of the thing was to watch people play video games. Correct. Which is how they started, too. Yeah. They have 280,000 subscribers, these people I was hanging out with last night. And they're, they're, they're on their, they have their Zoom recorder. They're walking around with everywhere they go. Uh-huh. And it's, sometimes it's facing them. Sometimes it's showing what they're looking at. 
and they both had their phones out. It's a couple. They God, both had their phones out. <laughs> they're looking at the comments and talking to the people in real time as they're commenting on shit. How'd you get roped into this? I don't want to talk about it. All right. This is... I thought you were doing pretty good with your show. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> this, this is a clip I want to play. They didn't appreciate that we made fun of people for their art. Do you know what people... <laughs> people, when they ask me to do their podcast, you know what I say? What do you say? You don't say? need me. <laughs> you? You're like, let's twitch. <laughs> it was fun. We went out through some cornhole. Uh, got my ass handed to me. That's usually what happens when you cornhole. That's a good point. Do you know who Edgar is? I, I know who Edgar is. Got, I don't do a good voice, but yeah. He's I got very Edgar. dry teeth. Yes, he does. That Edgar. Craig Schinkelbaut it decided to go on Cameo and get a video of Edgar talking about it. It's on our, our subreddit. I saw it. If you want to check it out. I just had this quick clip from it that I thought was really funny. Good old Jimbo. You always make fun of Oppie's podcast. His podcast is enjoyable. All right. Good job, Edgar. Thank you very much Thanks. for the shout outs. Thanks, uh, Edgar. Enjoy personality disorder. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Kind of reinforcing that a little bit. You know, the best line on that when they were talking about Opie's show was when he goes, Yeah, Keenan Thompson and his multiple personality <laughs> disorder. <laughs> <laughs> because he has different characters on a show, on a radio show. Oh, shit. I got to talk about this real quick. So, this was incredible. There was a Twitter war, I think it's still going on, between the Opie's, North and the South. Opie's burner account and Anthony's burner account. Opie and Anthony are fighting with each other on Twitter. It's been going on for days. And unless you know, because these people have like a dozen followers each. Somebody alerted me to this, and I've just been reading through. It's You're kidding me. It's incredible. They have phony burner Twitters, and yes. they're fighting with each other. Yes. Publicly feuding on fake. Wow. What are the fake names? There's Jebediah Johansson, who's huh. Opie, and... Uh, C- I hate... I-H Blacks. <laughs> Seek 1212. Seek? Yeah. So listen to this. Opie says... Opie is set for life, Nana, and Nana is going broke. And Anthony replies, Stuttering John is looking for a second chair. It could be the Stuttering John and Fat Titty Con show. <laughs> I'm sure Snowy will call in for you. They, they get into really personal shit and uh, pedophilia <laughs> accusations. And... Oh, yeah. One of them was accused of uh, some yeah. stuff. Yeah. I will say this, though. You shouldn't make fun of a man's tits. That's right. <laughs> That's draw the line. That's going too far. So anyway, I, I just bring that up because this opened up my eyes, and I can't believe this is true. And and I want to point this out. I'm going to tell you everyone something that is going to be so much entertainment value for you. But we all have to do this together. We can't let Centering John know that we know what his burner account is. Okay, so oh. I'm going to tell you what it is. Oh. It's going to be amazing. But you can't go out and start following him and commenting or he's just going to shut it down. We got to just let him do this so we can observe it. I'm okay? going to watch it. What okay. Is it? it is at sale underscore D1970. That's at S-A-L underscore D as in diamond, 1970. Oh, here. 
He tweets John Melendez a lot, doesn't he? All he does is get involved in conversations where there's a lot of people looking at it and say, you got to listen to the Stuttering John podcast. Everyone's checking out the Stuttering John podcast. He's also tweeting at Artie Lang all the time. Why won't you have Stuttering John on the show? You had Tim Sabian on. Why won't you have Stuttering John? Dude, every single tweet. Yeah, he says, yeah, Artie, how about I come over there and kick your ass unless you make up with at Stuttering John. If you guys listen to at Stuttering John M podcast, he always talks about his beer can chicken. You would die for it. Link to Stuttering John's podcast. Yep. Come listen to Stuttering John podcast, a place where nobody gets knifed, thumbs up. So he just gets involved in these threads. John has a great recipe for matzo ball soup. Come <laughs> check it out on his podcast. I'm not making this up. I know. It just goes on and on forever. If you guys listen to Stuttering John podcast, he, always t- he tweeted the beer can chicken thing twice. Yep. By the way, he has no tweets. All he does is get involved in conversations. So he's just pretending to be a big fan of Stuttering John. That is completely incorrect. There is one tweet. There is one tweet. Okay. There is one tweet. <laughs> yeah. And it's well worth it with the emoji thumbs up and a link to John Melendez's, an official John Melendez tweet. It's a retweet. It says, yes. check out my cameo profile. <laughs> Swear to God. Am I lying? Yeah, I know. Right I know, there. I know. Right there. I didn't see that. Wow, that's the only actual tweet he... Oh, John. Attention, attention. I need everyone to immediately start listening to the Stuttering John podcast. Here, let's just be honest. If you don't know, you're all just a bunch of complete morons. They have no life and shouldn't even be on Earth. So go fucking listen. He even writes like Stuttering John. That's how you know it's Stuttering John. It's There's no commas. So this was brought... Someone brought it to my attention. They didn't want to be named, but I thank you very much because... I can read this all day. Oh, can I just like tweet back? And like, oh my God, thank no. you for the advice. <laughs> that the, ju- I just made the beer can chicken. We all have to resist this because we all want to do it. But all we right, have everybody, to resist. we have to stay strong. We have to stay strong and just observe and enjoy. And if you want, because there's no way John's listening to the show, especially in the third hour like we're in right now. If you want, you can send me your favorite clips and <sighs> I'd be happy to read through those. The fake Twitter. Ugh. The fake Twitter accounts. They all have them. Remember when he called out Howard Stern when he told his staff to create fake Twitter accounts to promote the Howard Stern show? Are you telling me that Stuttering <laughs> John is a hypocrite? <laughs> is that what you're telling me? Oh, boy. All right. People are wow. upset that we're just reading Twitter on the show now. I don't care. Uh, like, I mean. Like, y'all care about me. Like, I gotta care about how would you feel. We can go back to talking about slam poetry if you'd rather us do that. Honestly. Can you get Yakov back on the line? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We actually have a brand new segment that we're going to bring to the show. But first, I'm going to wrap things up. So you're going to have to wait until after the the end of the show to hear the new segment that's after the show. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Sure, bud. Absolutely. Because I just don't want people to be pissed off about the segment and say, why is this part of the show? It's not. It's right. after the show. Right. It makes perfect. The show's almost over. Right. There is no teaser. What's good about it is it's one file, though. So, you know. Right. It's not part of the show. But it's not part of the show, but if you keep the show playing, you'll hear it, is how that works. If you're expecting something else to play immediately after the intro music. It will not. Music, no. It will not. Right. It's you will not go to a different show. Dumb right. Carl and Ugly Vinny. Vinny, what do you want to promote, my friend? Oh, what you got going on? just telling jokes to strangers for money or booze. Uh, 
I'm uh, performing with Jade Catapretta. She's a new host of The Soup. All right. Coming up at the end of February, Comedy at the Carlson. I'm also uh, Comedy at the Carlson cast. Uh, coming up next week, the great Tammy Pescatelli. All right. Followed by, uh, we just had Tim Meadows on. Yeah. Which was kind of an interesting one. Was he good? No. Okay. Uh, but he there's some interesting conversations in there. If you'd like to talk here about what I was talking about when uh, actors and people who are in improv get into stand-up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what we talk about. Awesome. It's not really quite the selling point, but it was an interesting interview nonetheless. Tammy Pascatelli was also interviewed by Greg Opie Hughes should at Opie her? Radio. I think you should ask her about that experience. Do you want me to say, hey, uh, Tammy, was this interview worse than the one you did with Opie? That's how, you should, that's how you should wrap it up. 100%. Just be like, I think I did a terrible job today. I want to apologize, but I just have to know this wasn't as bad as when Opie interviewed you, right? I would say this was a great interview. You enjoyed <laughs> right, it. Okay. Way better than that Opie, right? Than Meat Tits, right? That makes more sense. So please join us again next week because we don't even know what it's going to be, but it might be the episode we find out once for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Mm, okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. are these podcasts i don't know i don't get it makes no sense my friend vic is in the discord vic are you there hi carl what you wearing (laughs) you know what i'm wearing you've been on the uh, webcam all morning oh yeah you're right i've I've seen the donations coming through and i do appreciate those vic i sent you over there's a guy named coleman who loves the show and has compiled a list of all of our reviews in every country that people review us. There's a Google spreadsheet that has tabs for every country and every review on there. No shit. And I have sent that to Vic because we don't get to these reviews anymore. And it's a shame. There's some really funny shit there. All right. And no one likes shitting on me more than our friend Vic. So I thought it'd be a lot of fun to have Vic read our reviews and pick out some choice ones to read to us while we're here. I'm game. Right? I'm, I'm in. Why not? So, Vic, are we going to do a thing where you read it and we try to guess how many stars it is? Yeah, yeah. You'll have to guess. Okay. That sounds good. Well, take take it away. What do you got? Um. Okay. So, this one, it's titled Yawn. Uh, it was written in May 14th in 2018. And it's from the UK. So, you get shit on from there. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, a real bore. They're trying to be funny, but come across as immature and homophobic. It's rather ironic that many of the things they criticize other podcasters of doing, they do themselves. Listen to two episodes and unsubscribed. All right. I'm going to guess that's a one-star review, and I'll tell you why. When people shit on us in a funny way, they don't use the word homophobic. (laughs) Solid point. Right? And they generally don't say unsubscribe either. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty specific on what they're doing. 
Yeah, you're right. All right. You guessed it. Good job, Carl. One, one for one. I don't know how you're homophobic, though. I, I don't understand that either. I mean, I don't like to call people they, but I don't think that has anything to do with uh, not liking gay people. No, that's just uh, grammatical errors. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Becky. But speaking of homophobic, yeah. this one is called Get a Life. And do you remember the What's the Tea episode that was like literally oh. so fucking long ago? So what's the tea? Um, is that with RuPaul? Yeah, yeah. I do and remember that. Dumb that. Bitch. And the dumb bitch. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. So this uh, review was written December 14th in 2019. Um, it's, it's titled Get a Life. They said they reviewed What's the Tea with absolutely no humor. Went out of their way to find an episode with a guest they disliked and strained not to enjoy it to fill their time. <sighs> Why are they finding it now, Carl? That's a good question. And why would they think that I'd have to strain to not enjoy RuPaul's podcast? And why would they think you need to fill your time? It's a fucking <laughs> podcast, you numbnut. Like, there's no time limit, stupid. There's not a clock here. That is one of the well, fun it, things. Oh, I go think ahead. RuPaul had a timer. Like, because they were always talking like, oh, you know, we barely have enough time to do this. But That's I guess right. we'll talk about, like, your saggy titties or whatever. Yeah. Well, RuPaul's time was up in 98. So. Oh, shots fired. Not really. She's very successful. He is very successful. Whatever. <laughs> he hasn't transitioned. He's just a drag queen. Oh, Whatever. No. I don't know. I don't works. know either. It's all very confusing these days. I do think it's funny, though, Vic, that you point that out. One of the great things about our show is it's set up for SEO. So as people start Googling their favorite podcast titles... Lo and behold, there's who are these podcasts showing up on the first page of Google. Like a snake in the grass. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> anyway. Okay. I mean, I mean, am I a genius? Possibly. I don't know. I, I know think you're for just sure. in marketing, Carl. <laughs> That's right. All right. Vic, by the so, way, your your reading skills are a lot better than I expected for my uh, fifth grader. So thank kudos, you. Kudos I, to my you. mom said I read like a freshman in high school, so it's good. Oh, your mom's very encouraging. I like that. Uh, when she's not hitting me. Uh, this next one is called Carl is a Menace to Society. Okay. Uh, it was written October 19th, 2019. Carl makes me want to shove a toothpick in my big toe and kick a wall as hard as I could, then rub salt into the wound and rip the toothpick out faster than when I start a weed whacker. Why are you like this? Do you get a sick thrill from blowing my eardrums out with your yelling? I'd rather get another catheter than listen to this boomer podcast. Five stars. That's definitely a five star review. Yeah, but nice work. the interesting one with that is, I'd rather get another catheter. Like, does he have one in? The, is he going to insert two? Yeah, how does another catheter work? Does there like a? Does that to go into the pee hole? I again? like how he's talking about getting himself a second catheter and making fun of you for your kicks. No, that's a good point. All right, let's not uh, analyze so this- these too deeply. <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting. They go out of their way to, like, write a lot of, like, big reviews. Like, this is, like, maybe, like, 30 words and five, six sentences. It's a lot of time spent. All right. Um, So this one is incredibly boring as the title. If you want to hear two adult men that are genuinely immune to irony with voices that rival Ben Shapiro's in terms of great, this podcast is for you. That's a pretty good joke. Rival Ben Shapiro's voice. I hate listening to my voice, so I'm kind of with them on that. I can't argue with that one. Can't argue with that one. I'm going to say it's a five star. It's actually a one star. Oh! Wow. Damn it. All right. 
We're not 100%. Uh, so this is the last one. It okay. says, I really needed a laugh. I recently came out of a dark time of my life as I watched my 93-year-old grandmother slip further into the icy grips of dementia where she would spend most times not recognizing me or any other members of my family. I needed a laugh and gave your podcast a try. I could on honestly wish I had another grandmother to watch dwindle away as I opposed <laughs> to listen to any other show. All right. I'm going to uh, guess that's a five-star review. I'm, a, I'm going to second that. That's a five-star review yeah. if I've ever heard one. And actually, if that person wants to come on and be the co-host next week, I did have Andy lined up, but <laughs> I think that person sounds a lot funnier. Yeah, apparently Andy's uh, grandmother's doing just fine. And... <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, Vic. I, you know what I need to do? I like this segment. We got to get... Uh, you do? I do. Okay. I mean, you might not like it. I'd probably be better with a different co-host. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Someone who could maybe like pay attention to what's being read by I have been paying attention. I've listened to the whole thing. I've helped <laughs> analyze them all. Better. Crow should be a lot better for this, I think. Oh, well, you just shut up, What Ken. we need, <laughs> what we need, Tori, is the Jen from the Jingles Department to create a jingle for this segment. Ah. That will make it official. I would agree. That would make it much better. If we had that, we could do it during the show. The reason why we can't do it during the show is because there's no jingle. Right. Obviously. Is that how you officially decide what goes in the show and what doesn't? <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, yeah. Obviously not. Well, I thought she was out of commission. She hasn't made a jingle in a while, Carl. Seriously. What the Put fuck that is bitch it? to work. Put her to work. Are we still paying her? I got to check the fucking payroll. She gets not. paid. I got to see. <laughs> Poor Vinny. Wait a second. People are making money on this show? Everyone but you, my friend. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> But remember that huge plug you gave about some show you're doing in Rochester in February? Yeah, don't I mean, show's dead. Think about all the people who are going to be coming out to that show now. Eh, it'll be sold out. Eat a dick. All right. Let's listen to... I think it will be sold out. I'll, I know. I'll probably be there, too. All right, good. Let's listen to a guy who called in who said that our Doug versus Doug episode was copying the dick show. Hey, Carl. It's that guy who called you out for copying the dick show last week. So I was concerned my voicemail wouldn't be played because at the beginning of the segment, you said they all sound like they're in the middle of a windstorm or some shit. So the thing about that is I literally recorded that in my car in the middle of a rainstorm. So my question is, how shitty are these guys' audio quality where they weren't played but mine was? Uh, call me back. Bye. Seamus level shitty is the answer to that. This guy needed a little more of your attention, did he? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was really bad last week. I don't know. Do you guys do vo You don't do voicemails, right? No. You, you I let texts. people text. You get people and that's texting it. you. Which I appreciate you reading my text to boss. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. That. And keeping him on point on it. Yeah, you're welcome. He didn't want to talk about it at he all. He did not. No, he did not. He's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Who's those guys? Would your wife do an episode of this show? Is that that show no one's ever heard of except for I talked about it at length last time I was here? <laughs> I screamed about it on the radio and the internet. <laughs> yeah, that... That's the one. Uh, all right. I don't know what to say other than I tried. Here's someone who thinks that our previous episode with Croge and David Lee Roth was fantastic. Hey, what's up, man? I just listened to the newest episode. It's fucking good. All of them are good. You do a good job, Carl. I love you, man. Bye. That's a great way to get your voicemail played on this show. Keep it under nine seconds and say that we're awesome repeatedly. And say it like you just finished jerking off oh, and you're yeah. laying in a bed. <laughs> like he's just, oh, baby, that was just the best podcast I ever heard. That yeah, guy is right. covered in cum. He's about to roll over and go to sleep. <laughs> like he's literally done. David Lee Roth 
wanted to sing uh, one of his. Oh, this is this is fucking amazing. We, we talked about David Lee Roth in the promo. They talk about he is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh-huh. and we didn't talk about that. But apparently, there's a story to this. Hey, Carl. Uh, really enjoyed the David Lee Roth episode. Really good, but. I'm actually surprised the guys didn't catch something uh, when they were talking about the Las Vegas tour. They said, and Hall of Famer David Lee Roth of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Uh, you mean the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction you didn't show up to? That's a weird flex, but okay. Call me back. Now, I would say being in a Hall of Fame and not showing up for the ceremony actually makes it cooler. Yeah, I would not can argue. I'm like, that's a rock star. That's a rock star. You're like, well, I don't give a fuck, but I'll put it out on my promo. Hey, I would have been there, but somebody had to flip the burgers, you know, baby? <laughs> like, it's just something stupid that he'd say. So I went oh, and researched this. I didn't know about this. Okay. The reason why he didn't show up is because, now, Eddie was unavailable at that time. He was in rehab. Uh-huh. So they weren't going to get Van Halen to come back and perform songs. They so couldn't they- have just gotten Wolfgang? So they had a house band who would play any song that David wanted to come up and sing with them. David wanted to do his solo shit. <laughs> He's being inducted for Van He's being inducted for Van Halen. He wanted to sing just like Paradise. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. I actually love him now. Me too. That's the best. I'm yeah, subscribe I'll like to his come, podcast. I'm going to have to sing California, girls. Right? They're like, well, that's not... That's not a song that you say with Van Halen. I'm just a gigolo, and everywhere I go, people know the part I'm playing. Who knew that Vinny could do a DLR impression? Oh, yeah, man, all day. That was pretty should, good. You should Those hear my Yakov. Nice. You should hear my Yakov. Yeah, I've heard your Yakov. <laughs> you guys got to do the laugh. E, 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 e. I think that was It's the also thing. Eddie Murphy. I think that it's was... also Eddie Murphy's laugh. I think that was the thing that when we talked to Yakov at the Discord, I think we were missing the laugh. Yeah, um, and yeah. jokes, but you know, right? I mean that it is Yakov, <laughs> so that part was pretty spot on. The bushes. This is uh, a great voicemail, and I might say this is the best voicemail we've received in months. Jeez, crows! Why don't you just blow Neil Young already? <laughs> Could have said it better myself. So I mentioned that Drew and Mike is a show out of Detroit that's been talking about us nonstop. They talked about us a bunch more again Talking about people Carl's going to blow. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Drew, Drew Lane and I are fucking BFFs. It's crazy. And I, if I had more time, I would have pulled more clips of them talking about us. And usually I do that. But anyway, uh, one of their fans called into the show. Hey, Carl. Listener from Michigan here. want to say I'm very happy that you guys are getting in with Drew Lane on the, from the Drew and Mike show. Grew up listening to them. Great show. Sad to hear they were off the air. Glad to hear they're still going strong. I'm excited to see what you guys uh, you guys talk about when he comes on the show. Please don't show him Seamus. For the love of God, don't show him Seamus. All right, call me back. Drew is well aware of Seamus at this point. So all you have to do to get played is just say nice things about this podcast, really. No. And suck up to the people that you're like... No, this guy is going through our back catalog and asking me questions about shows that we've done in the past. Like, he's all in on it. You're kidding me. So he asked me, he goes, all right. He goes, I'm just, Carl, I'm just getting caught up. Who is Seamus? So I gave him the whole, that's why I went through the whole thing today. I gave him the whole backstory. He's endlessly fascinated by this guy. I have a feeling that Seamus might have a gig in Detroit coming up pretty soon. There needs to be a team studying Seamus. Yes. So, yeah, but okay. He's going to be too busy to do our comedy show. 
He's going to have so many offers on the table. Yeah, please. Nobody's going to offer him more than my sweet, sweet $25 coming his way. Vic, would you be an MC at the uh, Stuttering John and Brian Dunkelman comedy show that we're you gotta putting together? got to be 18 or older to get into the building. Oh, Sorry, right. guys. Oh. <laughs> Um, you know, I have a fake ID and I've just put on a mask, uh, but I would love, uh, to be one of the ring girls. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. from WWE. I do know what you're talking about. They don't about. have yeah. ring girls. That's sexist. No, they, it's a thing now. Okay. Do you promise to wear open toed shoes? Uh, no closed toed, but I'll just put a picture of feet on it. <laughs> That's a weird shoe. It's just a picture of feet. It's fashion, Carl. You wouldn't understand, you fucking boomer. As long as it says Jordans on the back, I'm sold. Yeah. Or well, uh, Timberlands. You're Carl New York. is wearing his very fashionable Sabres hat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be more of a fucking nerd from Western New York. Um, oh, somebody called in to talk about the fact that Who's Right is no longer putting every other show behind a paywall, apparently. Carl, how's it going, man? Hey, so remember um, a few weeks ago, I called in and gave Doug and Anthony a, a whole bunch of shit because they went to, like, behind a paywall, you know, bi-weekly episodes and unless you paid. Well, I guess my uh, endless bitching about it worked because they're back to weekly episodes again. Yay me. Um, I'm, I'm still not going to listen to it. Uh, thanks. Thanks. See you later. Wow, this guy really oh, yeah, gets things back. done. I just want to point out that as a proxy, I have once again fixed the Who's Right podcast. Can I you, just can't stop helping these guys. <laughs> can you start working on the cancer problem, maybe, you two? No, no I got some real things. fucking problems. I should mention that I got a note from Doug this morning saying that him and Kaya have been talking. They'd like to do another Carlos WATP episode. I say no. I'm for it. Okay. No, it's good. Because <laughs> you don't get that like shrill, like just ringing in your ear after you listen to it. That's good too. That's, That's a good true. point. I should I should say you can do it, but you have to have Vic out as a third chair. Uh oh. I think that'd be fun. I I'll, I still say no. All right. <laughs> Even more no now. Yeah. Especially no. All right. I just have one more voicemail to play. But it's one of the funniest voicemails we've ever received. Okay, band practice. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) You can fucking read me like a book, can't you? No, this is not band practice, guy, but this is brilliant. follow that video yeah All right. yeah i enjoyed it yeah it's funny it i'll me, give i'll give i'll give props that's it a good made one. me laugh it is funny it Vic, is funny anything you want to uh promote before we go uh no the comedy uh, at the carlson cast yes. she said <laughs> her favorite yeah, podcast just review them one star all right well great job reading our reviews because i sure shit don't want to anymore but i enjoy <sighs> listening to them i like Vic. we're still in the business her elbows are amazing. Okay. You're joking, right? I never saw her elbows. <laughs> wow. Hang sweet. around after. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again, Vic, for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Carmel. And th- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tori. And thank you, Vinny, for hanging out. As always, fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Meh. 
Yeah, no one likes this part of the show. You guys should all just kill yourselves.